Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 11th of March, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Appropriate. And Robert Kemp. I know, it's a, bit of, it's a week late, that one, isn't it? I should, well, I should, I should, I should have used, like, I should have used three that Three or four one. weeks late, technically. But. Was it, was it one or two podcasts, though? Two, by now, oh, right? two podcasts. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Because we had the one where, you, where we had first got to talk about Rob being tired, and then the more normal podcast. Yeah, more normal. The, the recovery cast. <laughs> How will this one be? I mean, I'm, I'm tired of you now. I mean, I'm mostly sane today. Mostly sane? Yeah. That's not what you asked, but I'm mostly, t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm most, mostly awake. Because I've, I've just, just developed... <laughs> This is really this is quite it's quite bad, but I've just developed the ability to sleep through whatever happens at night. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's slightly like, advantageous, I guess. So yeah, I'm I'm now entirely at the hands of of Gnome waking me up if she wants to at night to, right. to assist, which she's been being very lovely and not and not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sleeping pretty well. Okay, because you've developed a tolerance to yeah baby sounds. <laughs> yeah, seemingly. I thought it was an evolutionary thing to be woken up by. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it does do weird things to my right ear when he really goes for it. My right ear sort of fuzzes, but then so does he. <laughs> That's just loud noises. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't necessarily anything to do with yeah, babies I, I, specifically. I, I, I think my right ear has been a bit dodgy for a long time, actually. Mm. Probably since that what that time I, like had a shower and got water in it and then was like deaf in that ear for yes, two minutes. Uh, that, that thing that happened. Never get water in your ear. It's bad. That we've talked about on this podcast even. I yeah. mean, it's, it's mostly fine. Like, it's fine almost all the time, but I think I have lost some high, like a tiny bit of high frequency response in there. Like, so when I'm doing music mixing, like, I'm pretty sure things sound different out of my right ear to my left ear. Yeah. Um, uh, just a touch. You need um, to mirror your channels to make sure. Yeah, I do do that. I do that. I swap it over and just, just to make sure it's not me going mad. Because um, for, for the longest time, I thought I'd got the speakers wrong in here. Right. I was just like, "Well, that can't be. Right. That sounds different. Well, that can't be right." And then, and then, no, it's 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 me, unfortunately. Um, it's a classic art maneuver. Mirror your thing, like <laughs> yeah. like the drawing that happens a lot as well. You just you mirror it, and then you're like, "Jesus Christ, this is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> like you don't realise when you're doing it one way round how bad it looks I've, the other way round. I've heard of the thing where some artists will like flip their picture upside down and paint it that way for a yeah, while. Yeah, I'm not sure because... what that or how that helps exactly. Yeah, that's quite different. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it would help with like following curved lines in like the other other direction from your normal direct normal mm. hand motion. Because when you flip it upside down, you can do them easier that way. Or is it like just a way of getting like a, a weird starting point that when you flip it the right way up, you're just like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I'll keep that. Well, like, I is mean, it, yeah, is it there of, are like that. The old classic version of that of being like invert the col- drawing inverted colors and then uninvert it halfway through and then oh, go right, from there. Yeah. Oh, man. Just try and guess what color you're using, basically. Although what the current trend of like doing neon backing on your painting and then sort of paint over. So like you get these little dribs of neon like just color popping through whatever you were supposed to be painting mm. um that happens quite a bit uh, we, we watch quite a lot of landscape artist of the year and portrait artist oh, really? of the year on, on, on like sky arts ah. so it's um it's a yeah that, that seems to be quite a common thing using use a neon backing to give your give your painting some pop where you sense? where you leave holes what about, what about uv <laughs> anyone done a black light painting yet <laughs> Neon as I don't, in... I don't know if anyone's done a full black light. There's definitely been paintings <laughs> on black. Um, no, that's not the same. But yeah, it's not the same. So like they 
with a neon paint they as a base yeah they'll use like an acid green or like a, oh, a hot pink seems I mean, to be quite common like they'll use a hot pink and then they'll paint a fairly mundane picture over, over the top but there'll be these little gaps where they haven't filled in and it's like so you end up with these little color on purpose ran, yeah on purpose random color pops like oh. Uh, I think. Cool. I th- I th- I, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna say cool. You'd have to like, see yeah, it. I mean, it, it kind of works, but it, I think it's a bit of a crutch. Like we see, I see it quite a lot. Right, like, yeah. on, a lot of things show. that people do on yeah. on rapid art programs are crutches. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. understandable. <laughs> so anyway, my ear. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I notice it most on Teams calls. Actually, like there's just a certain frequency. I think of the human voice that sometimes comes through on a Teams call that just makes my right ear. It feels like it's a lot of being sucked. Is what it's like. It's it's like the ear sort of goes. <laughs> it's, Great, like, right. it's it's kind of weird, like, and I, it goes deaf for like m- like momentarily. It's like something, like maybe something in my ear is moving, like a muscle that's moving, and it causes like blocks it or something for a moment. It's, it's weird. I mean, anyway, the, but the baby screen does sucks, that. So I, yeah. I'm not surprised you hear a sucking sound whenever you're using that. Yeah, it's probably some specific frequency that just triggers a reflex in my ear or something, and then that happens. Speaking of that kind of thing, because I was talking to Rob last night when we were playing Derg. Derg. Like my disc Discord has been acting real weird, and I assume it must be me because I I don't ever. This was the first time I'd been on with Rob for a while mm. on Discord because we usually use like Mumble. Yeah, because we're super old school. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but like Discord has been doing this weird thing where it like it, like buffers the the voices. Like, so if you're if you're looking at the window, you can see people's icon lighting up like they're transmitting, but nothing comes out. And then after some random amount of time, or sometimes when I start sending, like oh. when I talk, suddenly you just hear what they said it'll, like minutes ago. It'll catch up. Oh, that's weird. Wow, that is weird. And I can't work out what the fuck is doing that. <laughs> I mean, is that just like there's some sort of, like that is extreme packet latency reaching your PC and then it just doesn't filter out the old stuff and just goes... Blah, blah, blah. But it's weird that it like remembers it for that long. Yeah, that is odd. Especially because it's not just like a random snippet it's like a whole sentence gets through before it like re and has like, it been sped up in order no to it's just normal oh, really up. it just plays back yeah it just plays back normally like uh-huh. we noticed it first when we were playing minecraft because we were there's a lot of time where we just don't really say anything because there's not much to talk about most of the time but so when we're both not talking it's just silence and then so there was one time when someone died they respawned next to me Neither of us said anything, or I thought neither of us said anything, because I didn't say anything, and then, like, five minutes later, when I actually said something, what they said when they died suddenly came through. Oh, weird. Yeah. It was like, this is, what the fuck is going on? I mean, that's not like, I mean, I guess it's Java Minecraft, right? So, like, it's not like it's excess CPU load on your system that's just... It could be on Minecraft. Just jamming its audio buffer up? I don't think it's never done that before on Derg. Yeah. From the other times we played, uh, or maybe it has. Maybe I've, maybe we've just never have, have had we, that yeah. exact thing happen. I mean, I guess we haven't played Derg on Discord all that much. No, and like if there, maybe we were talking less than usual last night on the Discord channel. Mm. I guess. No, no, we were talking quite a lot. Well, well, I was, was, I was there was a bit of a pause there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Or maybe I was talking less because it seems, as I said, like me oh, starting to talk seems to be the trigger. Yeah, because I mean, it's a weirdly catch up. I mean, weird because I thought I was 
I thought I was talking to Ben on uh, on, on on the Discord like near constantly. <laughs> well, that's the, I mean that's one of the times where I noticed it, where I just like yeah. no one said anything for a while. It was that bit where <laughs> talking about Dirk now, I guess, but that bit Dirk. where we came into that huge cave and you guys just died, and then I had to like grapple my way around the cave for like five minutes to try and clear enough stuff out to res anyone. Right? No, I'm pretty sure we were talking. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I, I noticed afterwards because when it caught up, I was like, oh, that happened again. No. But I wasn't saying anything because I was concentrating on yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. doing. It was quite a it was quite a nasty little mission that <laughs> but yeah I don't know what the fuck's up with it and it, so it like it seems to have started doing it recently and that's the worst possible thing because mm. it's like how recently and what the fuck triggered it the yeah. only thing that I've done recently is I guess fucked around with the Java installs but I'm pretty sure on Discord it probably doesn't care about Java probably mm. yeah I wouldn't have thought so no well, that is odd. Yep, I'm very annoying. I mean, Discord just did its usual thing of not liking my headsets until I like turned the headset settings off and on again. I mean, maybe I need to... This would probably be bad for several other reasons, but maybe I need to do what we do on TeamSpeak and go into for the podcast and just turn it on always transmit. Can you even turn on always transmit in Discord? I, I don't think know that you can. No, I think, I think it's you always... You to talk. You can, you can have push to talk or voice can, activation. Yeah. I, can, I mean, maybe you can turn the voice activation way down so it just picks up background noise a bit and oh, keeps it constantly active perhaps or you can macro I'm sure people won't like that <laughs> you can auto hot, use hotkey to just like have I'll it, have it, it every hot, have, or just hold a push to talk button that's probably bad too I mean I don't yeah yeah I don't know Discord's generally pretty good though like, yeah usually like, and it's audio quality is actually reasonable so you know if if TeamSpeak for one day would ever start failing us, because it is our preferred <laughs> audio quality transmission, well, is that, um, like can it possibly start failing us since we never update most things, most of the time? I know I have to up- I have to update the server. Like I actually have to update the server every now and then because that's how their licensing stops it working. Well, yeah, I guess. Um, I installed it on <clears throat> my new Mac, which I haven't tried. Yet I will. They'll do that next time. Uh, sorry, TeamSpeak, bit of it. yeah, TeamSpeak, yeah. and that bug that causes it to crash when you join a server is still there. So you still have oh, to be no. on the beta channel on macOS for some reason. Weird, <laughs> it's really annoying. Oh well, never mind. I don't care about Mac TeamSpeak that much. No, I mean it works. Once once you have that, yeah, with that bug fix, it's just for some reason that bug fix hasn't been shipped to the stable channel in like how long? Yeah, like a long knows. time. Long, long time. Two years. At least, right? Yeah. Oh, well, it's a pretty bad bug to have for that long. Yeah. <laughs> but who cares about TeamSpeak? <laughs> well, who cares about any of these ancient? Why do you use voice Mumble terms? instead of TeamSpeak? I don't actually it's know at this. It was quite at the time when we first started using it. It was a pretty low weight on the CPU, yeah, 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 yeah. and the quality was good. That was the main thing. It was just like a really tiny thing to run in the background yeah, right? like yeah. running discord that thing's just bulky it, yeah. it is pretty it's bulky yeah. App, isn't it? Like, yeah it uses quite a chunk of like if you especially if you like accidentally got a chat window and there happens to be a gif in yeah. it then it's actually churned see it yeah. affecting the cpu yeah <laughs> yuck like i need like i need a low profile discord i wonder anyone's i guess like it's not open source or anything so it's like you can't get someone <laughs> to just make that no, <laughs> just make a stripped not. down version no. 
I mean, it has some, don't get me wrong, Discord's pretty cool and it has some pretty cool features and the ability to just, to, 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 you know, request a stream from someone who's playing a game a bit like Steam does and, like, you can you can just stream just to the chat channel on Discord rather than publicly, and which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Got a lot of features, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't stream particularly well, you know, so we couldn't use it for twitchiness or anything like that. You know, it's not that quality, but... Um, I think people but use, it's not bad. People use Discord just instead of like Teams or Slack as sure. like a free like to run their business. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah. I can see that. And, you know, because it has got quite a lot of like you can set up your own channels, yeah, and your own channels rooms and, and everything, yeah. sub topics within those rooms. Yeah, it's yeah. it's quite full featured. Does that have replies to? I haven't used it much to you know threads that, but because Slack has that the where it. Oh right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that it does. Yeah, that's quite a key feature, I think, in Slack. I mean, t- Teams sort of has that stuff if you if you're using a if you're not if you're talking to someone or if you're using a meeting channel. I think you actually have to have set up Teams sections effectively, and then you can start oh, threads yeah, within yeah. those Teams. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, which our team never does. No, um, <laughs> too much effort. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's the so state, Discord. State of, yeah, state of affairs with games comms. Our voice comms, yeah. yeah. Uh can't remember the last time I used Steam Chat. I did use, I think I used that with the Cambridge crew one. <laughs> it's like, how good is it now? Yeah. We haven't used it in forever. I think it's Has okay. it changed at all? I think it's okay from the last time I used it. I just, I just voice instead? Yeah, Steam's, Steam's yeah. voice. I seem to remember like the problem with it, was it, the reason why we didn't use it when it first came about was just because how un- unstable it was. Yeah, um, it was just constantly disconnecting and failing. But I, I, I'd imagine that's not a thing now. And I can't remember it being a thing the last couple of times I've used it. So maybe Steam Chat's all right now. Maybe, but who would use that? <laughs> I bet most people, honestly, it just does weirdos. <laughs> I was thinking, like somehow this thought came to my head again about Left 4 Two, about about it's that one thing that I always mention about it, where its in-game voice was affected affected by the weather in the levels, like it deliberately obscures your voice when it's windy. Oh, right, if you're yeah, using yeah. the in-game chat, oh, and cool. I was like, well, nowadays you could actually have that by like the use the like rich present system to do that, right? Mm. You could actually still. You could even transmit that to Discord and have like Discord do it. Oh, I see. Like if Discord had a set up, like set of categories, I guess for like yeah, uh, for like no, manipulating the, the sound. Mm. Like you could link it into the Steam's rich presence thing because Discord could already pick that stuff up. I mean, that'd be kind of rad. So you, it's like now there's a modern way to do that that doesn't rely on people using the in-game voice channel. Is it, is it, or is it like a slight evolution of like you know how TeamSpeak was doing positional audio for a while? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like you could you could theoretically quite easily get positional audio. I would say through the, just the rich present stuff, you just have to have it. Tra- I mean, yeah, transmit the, it out and then have the program pick it up and know. What the, to yeah, do with ga- that. game has to integrate with it properly, which which was always what held back. Well, I mean, some of this stuff. I mean, obviously, yeah. but then, like, I, I mean, at this point, people still barely integrate the actual rich presence, like just text. Sure. <laughs> so maybe asking for like having an audio modifier is a bit much, but yeah, yeah. it's an option I can see happening yeah. in the future, which yeah, would be cool, and would also be like you know optional. 
Because you I could mean, just be like, if you you could if you were using Discord or something, you could make it so that it only does it if you like name your sub channel correctly or something. Like if you if you use a normal Discord channel, then it doesn't. But if you uh, give it a certain name, so the so that the program recognizes that it's allowed to do it, so you could basically choose whether to have it happen sure. or not. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice for that stuff to be a bit more standard because, like, honestly, I believe like the 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 best way to play Among Us is by using that the like, proximity chat. Yeah, yeah, using that that plugin that basically allows you to still voice chat, but within the rules of Among Us. Mm. So, like, yeah, proximity chat, and when you're dead, you're dead. You know, no one can hear you. And the ghost channel, basically, the, the, the haunting. Yeah, <laughs> the haunting's fun. <laughs> Well, the haunting is nearly inconsequential, but it is hilarious when you sort of just hear it because it's so subtle. Yeah, like so, just to make sure you can't make out any words. But it's uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. Would be nice if that stuff was more because, like, OG Xbox used to be able to do some of that. Yeah, um, I think because like yeah. the, the control developers had over how voice worked over original Xbox Live was pretty much in their hands, not yeah. in Xbox Live's hands. Yeah. Um, remember like that you know you, uh, just think like they, what game has done the halo system since halo like yeah. where you could hear halo people too. in the map if they were talking yeah um i like the idea of that stuff maybe that'll go in with vr or something i don't know i guess well, i mean I, I would assume it's kind of important for, for <laughs> vr like vr chat and whatnot i yeah. bet that has it all built in for its in-game chat but you know yeah i guess what we're talking about like exporting it to an external program essentially on pc yeah the underage Call of Duty player probably ruined that for everyone. Though, and no one wants to engage with that stuff or develop for that stuff. Because um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Chrome Hounds had a really fun... <laughs> As you would imagine. Yeah, Chrome Hounds had a great implementation of it because like, a key part of that game were comms towers. And you could destroy those to disrupt the voice chat. <laughs> So, so the players on that team that's couldn't cool. talk to each other. That's it's, it's, cool. it's wicked. Obviously, people cheated and got around that and used Discord to yeah, do it like, and, and other services. So, like, yeah. it was. But, but as in concept, that's so cool. Yeah, or like jamming people's yeah, yeah, yeah. communications and stuff. That'd be cool. That's that's pretty nice. But yeah, just things you can't actually achieve in the real world because tech. Um, is a shame unless they unless, unless you're allowed like an RP server or something like. well sure or unless like Windows gets really unsecurely liberal about accessing like the actual system like direct, directly affecting your audio mm. <laughs> through the Windows layer <laughs> just skip all the all the, any other programs just fuck you up directly just go direct hit the DLLs <laughs> word of the day unsecurely yep <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> what else is going on? What in news? Oh, just, just, looking at your, general, just general life. Just looking at your uh, mechanical keyboard, and I remember that I have mechanical keyboard update <gasps> from my, which probably may be one of the nerdiest things I've ever done. For, for, <laughs> for all the keyboard pervs out there. Yeah. for the Well, it's this whole insane hobby, which I didn't know when I, you know, started to get into it. But yeah, I got the... Yeah, for Christmas I got the uh, a mechanical keyboard that's split because I okay, need it yeah, yeah. for my uh, RSI. RSI, basically, but it's one that it's called an Alice layout, which means it uses normal keys, uh, but they're just in that layout um, 
So you, that what that means. Oh, you can, right, a bit like the old, like the the wavy. Do you remember the old wavy yeah, Microsoft keyboard? But that so. one like has specially shaped keys to make it all right. Like sort, of. sort yeah. yeah. And I had like um, you know, uh, pre mechanical keyboards. I had like a uh, the Microsoft Sculpt one and the Logitech one, mm. and they're good and everything, but they're just not don't have they're not mechanical. So I wanted that. So and uh, luckily it worked out well. Uh, so I'm pleased with it. Um, but what I did was looking vaguely into this weird hobby. I was like, okay, I guess I'm trying new different switches. <laughs> oh, so I actually oh, wow. got like a set of, so I got, cause I got it with Browns on mm. like, a cherry Browns. They're not actually cherry Browns, but they're the equivalent from like Gatoron or whatever. Okay. They're the yeah. ones that came with it. Uh, they're equivalent and Browns because that was just the obvious one, right? That's the tactile one. Red, yeah. reds are the linear ones for gaming. And blues are the super cl- clacky ones, the the, the classic ones. And I can't, I can't remember what the razors are equivalent to, right? Because I, I, I think well, they're more akin to a brown than a red. They're probably more, but they're quite clacky. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But I got some holy pandas. Oh yeah, holy pandas. Holy pandas. <laughs> what a great name. Yeah. But I was like, I you know, I didn't do much research because obviously it's this. Apparently, it's this insane hobby, and there was oh, all these boy, all these it? YouTubers. But of course, because of that, they do not come pre-lubed. <laughs> so you have to lube your switches oh if you God. want to lube. So I spent like three hours fucking <laughs> lubing my switches. <laughs> Which is hilarious. You literally have to get like you get like a kit with like brushes and like specialized lube and oh, uh, wow. keyboard lube for the switches, and you have to take every sing- So you have to take every single switch apart. Um, and you have I, I got a, in the kit came with a little thing that makes it easier to pull apart, although not that easy, honestly. Um, and then uh, you have a separate, a different kind of lubricant lubricant or oil to, for the for the springs. Okay. So I took every single one. There's seventy of them. I took every single one apart, and I saw. I watched one YouTube video because I couldn't be bothered to go deep into it. I um and I, that guy, guy, I think it was a guy, uh, put every spring into a pot and then used the oil to shake it, shake the oil oh, around see, the see. thing. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Like like oiling up chicken bits before you crumb them. <laughs> so that meant, and then you use the uh, the 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 brushes to put the lube on like the inside of the different parts of the switch or whatever. And it's like oh, I had to do that for like seventy switches, Jeez. do all the thing, and then like pulling the existing switches out of the keyboard is actually really annoying because they have like proper metal like contact. Did it give like, you like a tool for it? Yeah, yeah, but it was a piece of crap. The tool that I had. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just two bits of wire. Like it fell apart. Like oh, it was wow. held together with plastic. It like broke yeah. while I was trying because you have to really pull them out because okay. they're like pins, basically two pins, uh, and you don't want to break the keyboard itself. Yeah. Uh, but I managed to get them out and in, and after all that. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's okay. like, it's, okay. I like it. I mean, obviously the whole point of it is it's totally oh, subjective. Sure. But the Holy Pandas are much nicer than my Gatoron Browns. For mm. me anyway. I like them. It's like genuinely like quite a lot nicer. And they have a great name. Yeah, it's a great name because apparently the Holy Panda is like was a community creation. There's a this drama. So some guy who was an enthusiast, he took one the housing from one kind of switch and the travel from another and combined mm. them. 
one of them was a panda type switch and one of them was holy something holy grail or something mm. and created the holy, <laughs> the panda holy panda as like a mod and then people would have to get full sets of both and combine them to I create see. the holy panda so and they just made it a brand well or... some company got the rights to because you needed the tooling to create the parts to put sure. both parts and so there's a bit of controversy like one lot i think i got them from somewhere called drop which make them but one lot make them and then there's another company who are making quote-unquote glorious pandas or whatever like and they're in competition because one of them's got the tooling for one half and one of them's got the other tooling and they, oh, they're fighting wow. over the stupid name <laughs> because it's such a good name only panda yeah. so i think the ones i got are the guys that have the name or at least mm. they sold it under that name but like anyway it's it's literally just two pieces of plastic and a spring right yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's not that much to it but apparently if you go down this rabbit hole it's like a massive deal keep up perfs yeah they're, they're, they're another breed it's it it's mental but i'm kind of i'm even though it was stupid and I started, I stupidly started doing it cause I'd got them, you know, they were arrived in the post and I, I finished work and had food or whatever. And I was like, mm. Mm, maybe I'll give it a try. Started at like 9 PM and I was ah. there, <laughs> I was there until like two in the morning trying ah. to get my keyboard together. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, I think I would have lost my patience. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cause I got so far, yeah. you know, and I was like, I've got to finish this. I might as well finish it. And also when your keyboard's falling apart, you can't use it. So, yeah, yeah. um, uh, but yeah, um, I keep getting um, adverts. It's good for. Um, there seems to be like a new wave of like Kickstarter projects or GoFundMe project or Indiegogo keyboards that are transparent. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so like the last, I forget what the last, I forget what they're all called. I've seen like three different ones, but the last, the last one was like it was actually they were mechanical keys, but made out of transparent plastic and made in such a way that they didn't have very much footprint. But basically, the underside of this keyboard was. A laptop, <laughs> oh, wow. like a full, a full, a full, a full, just a screen with its own CPU and dedicated GPU for driving things on this screen. So you, Mad. basically, their video was kind of lame because it was just showing like what was clearly like they were just playing back videos on this thing, and it's like that's not what I'm interested in. It's like, like I'm interested in like keys that do crazy shit when you type on them or like and make effects ripples and things and, and ripples yeah. and stuff and like, or, or just show me what the key is and hot keys in that way like the old optimus used to and things like that. that's all i care about yeah. it's like who's gonna want to watch a video underneath their keyboard that's like that is that know. is another level of madness that even oh yeah i mean don't get me wrong i love my rgv keyboard it's stupid i get it yeah but but i like it um uh Especially when games actually support the razor shit and it works, it's like that. That that's pretty great. I like that. Um, but uh, it's yeah. I don't, I don't want to be looking at a video like it's on my no, keyboard. No, no, like, no, it's no. Just, that's it just seems, world. It, it just seems utterly pointless. But it's 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 the fact that I haven't just seen one of these. There's at least three of them popping up, and they're all trying to do the similar thing. And it's i don't get it i don't get it no that but that's a different side like the mm. people who are into like the feel of the switches aren't the people who are into no no, like, no. The that's a very, that's a very different effects. thing yeah like my one does have rgb but the keycaps are don't have the cutout trans transparent uh Lethary letters is. so it doesn't leak through so the, oh, they, they glow around the yeah, key yeah it's crap, to, i just yeah. immediately turned it off um, <laughs> yeah, i think most yeah. people do it's mm. just there just just as an added feature or whatever but i don't mm. use it at all uh, but yeah, and some people are really into the like crazy. I do like having some light on my keyboard now, like especially that one where it's black keys. It's like you kind of need a bit yeah, of light yeah, to be able yeah, to see yeah, what yeah. see what's going yeah. on. I mean, that it's looks like, nice. It's just it's just because yeah. of the design. It's a, yeah. um, a Chroma X, I think a Razor a Razor, Razor Chroma, Chroma X, I think for those listening. Um, and it's 
yeah, when you turn the light off, you can't actually see what's written on the keys, which is the problem. So you kind of need it on, and like just because of its design, whatever. Um, but I do, I do like like so when we play Dirk, for instance, and it's at night or whatever, I tend to run um, Hue Station to sync my lights in this room to what's on screen, yeah. and so it can get pretty dark at times. So it's nice having lights on the keyboard, <laughs> so I can yeah. actually see what I'm doing. Um, that's 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 I, you know I'm I'm into it. That's as far as my like. I don't. I don't really understand these people that put like ridiculous amounts of RGB in their PC. That's yeah. That, I kind of draw a line at that a little bit. Yeah. It's quite funny because we've got some some of the PCs at work. Like IT just bought like RGB fans for them because they were cheaper than getting just standard ass fans. So, so some some people with their new their new workstations just have this ridiculous glowy <laughs> fan going on. That's so silly. <laughs> this is a professional business, guys. It's so pro. There you go. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem to make much sense unless you know, like me, you have your PC literally on your desk where sure. you'd be able to see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except in people my, do, except which, in my which, case, the yeah. side that would be transparent faces the faces wall. the wall. Yeah, yeah. Which, which people do, but I, I value my desk space <laughs> on this huge desk, which, which is, is covered with exactly. Room. That's why. That's stuff. why yeah. I value my desk space because you it could gets... easily fit your PC at that end if you just shove the speaker in slightly. Oh, yeah, but then the speaker's not in the. It's not balanced then in the room, and it's like, and... just change the volume on the speaker. No, no. It's, it's it's this room is symmetrical. It's, it's, yeah, indeed, sort of. So yeah, I don't recommend. Half the reason I got this desk because there's enough room to actually fit fit my giant fuck off well, case. Also is <laughs> I mean, that thing is just stupid. It, it is stupid. It's it, the stupidest it, it, PC it, case. It, it's far too big. It's massive. I'm not going to argue. It's far too big. <laughs> Has been quite practical though. Oh yeah, yeah. Fit some stuff in there. I think it. Uh, I can't even remember what it is. It's, I think it's a thermal tech of some case. Thermal take. Thermal take. Thermal. Thermal. Thermal take. Or however you pronounce it. Like, uh, I put stuff on top of my PC case, and like nowadays they have fans all in the roof of them. Almost all of them do. Yeah, this one does. Yeah, so I can't. It doesn't work. I have to put things on top of my PC specifically to stop the vibration that makes it right. make a loud noise because of that top fan. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, so, so I just have like a tin of silly putty lent up against it on top of the PC it muffles the vibration just enough but doesn't put too much weight on it precise I mean this case has been good for me because I A I can't be faffed with proper cable management and uh, so there's, there's just enough room to just chuck cable in wherever and also I've got like six hard drives in this thing <laughs> right, <laughs> like yeah. there's plenty of room for them from all admittedly most of them are SSDs now so it's but still like you just need room to mount all that stuff PCs. I've, I've, I've been getting the itch, the upgrade itch oh again. Oh my god! So it's your fault, Zach. You mentioned it a few weeks back. Yeah, no, I still haven't. Just, still still haven't got round to that yet. I did buy a new mouse because my previous one died, and that was mm. like, I was so annoyed about that because I was like, oh, if only I could have done this at the same time as getting a new PC. Because you don't want them like randomly upgrade a part. No, you want that feeling of freshness. Of everything being new. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm even going to get a new keyboard. I mean, like, I like my old keyboard too much. That's fine. If it works, then yeah, don't change it. There's no need. I mean, I you know it'd be nice to get a new one, but I don't like. Do they even do keyboards with little LCD screens on them any longer? Oh, what the oh, log- that one, the old Logitech one. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't yeah. think they do. That's the most important thing to me. That little tiny screen that gives me extra information. Hmm. 
You could probably get I mean, something from Stream Deck. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. Yes, yeah. you'd have to get some. And if and if it doesn't do what you want it to do, it's like it's relatively easy to write plugins for. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like the when I when the mouse was first starting to die, which I hadn't determined was like an actual physical problem yet, I was reinstalling drivers instead at that time. And I reinstalled all the Logitech driver. Well, it's not really the drivers. It's like the support program or whatever, which I guess includes the drivers. But when I put the new version of that on, one of the like, one of the applications for the LCD screen stopped working for some reason. So I had to. And so then I went. I was like looking around to see if I could get an old version of it or something to make it work again. Mm. But then it was just like, oh, there's just some guy had programmed his own one, which had actually more features than the Logitech one. So oh, you can neat. install this instead. <laughs> oh, like that's cool. But so oh, now yeah. it's just like I've got this random extra screen that has just made by some guy, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, this has like it has all like little CPU indicators, and like you can have a you can even like it actually uses the four top like the buttons, buttons that no one ever, not even the actual Logitech ones really ever used, but <laughs> it uses them to like you can uh, there's like four boxes along the bottom that you can toggle different information into by like oh you can see like what time is it in Europe and like yeah. and what's my internet doing right now what's the upstream data oh, rate that's kind of neat i like that but yeah and then when i plugged in the new i was like is, when i plug this new mouse in is this is this am i gonna have to update this again or is it just going to recognize it like how how new is this software compared to this mouse mm. <laughs> and it did just recognize it so it was fine and then i was like oh look i can just turn the brightness of this goddamn blue glow down <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot <laughs> don't need that also, it doesn't match because my keyboard's orange. Because <laughs> it's that old. It's orange? I thought that Logitech was like black. I know, it's black, but the lights are orange. The lights are orange. I think huh. we had multiple versions because I had one that was blue for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, sure. Oh, do you mean the backlight to the screen is orange? Well, oh, yes, and the keys. And the keys. Huh. I don't know that. <laughs> that, that key was massive, though. It was pretty chunky. I mean, it's not much larger than a regular keyboard. It has like an extra two lines of yeah. macro buttons at the side that I've literally never used. Oh, uh, <laughs> right, sure, yeah. Yeah, because it has a full set of macro buttons, like three wide on the left and a full numpad on the right, and then the screen at the back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the screen doesn't make that much difference. No, it's just no, it literally pops up, yeah. Yeah. And it has those two completely useless USB ports on the back where <laughs> who's going to chain things through their keyboard? Nope. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely <laughs> I mean, don't use. I mean, it would be really nice if I could chain my Stream Deck through like a hub, but that doesn't work. Apparently, the Stream Deck has to be plugged directly into. Oh really? The PC. My one's an, on the hub on the Mac, but it's quite a fancy. It's the very fancy hub. Although okay. there's probably a new version. Very expensive hub. The TS. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried tried plugging it into my Switcher hub, and that just the yeah, Stream it will eventually just the Stream Deck just locks, and it's like, well, this isn't working. Yeah. I need to sort out my USB situation. <laughs> <laughs> you've been saying that for like five years. USB is such a problem for me. Like, it's just so many gubbins that need to plug into so many other things, but then I also need to change where those things are plugged in relatively frequently. There's no good solution for it other than just the best solution is just unplug and replug, but that means cables everywhere. Turn like onto my desk. <laughs> Don't look at under any technology in this house, basically. 
fucking all works. It's just, but yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's not organized. Um, shout out to Linus Tech Tips for doing a video recently on like media cabinets under TVs and the oh, fact right. that they all suck. Right, yeah. And it's like, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Not 100% I agree with your solution that you built, like, but the, mag- the magnetic board at the back that lets you do cable management just by sticking things to the back of the cabinet. Mm. Chef's kiss. Okay. That's a great case. idea. That is a pretty obvious product idea, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Decent uh, media stand. But they all suck. <laughs> they all universally yeah. suck. Unless you want one that's a bit like mine and doesn't have any doors or edges. Well, it's not really a cabinet. But then it, yeah, and then it's not a cabinet. And <laughs> it's not like, a table. Not particularly wife approved, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it still matches your coffee table. I mean, true. And, 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 <laughs> and the, the end tables, tables. But yeah. As long as you've got at least two or three things in a room that match. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all going to change at some point. We, we've, <laughs> at some point. Uh, yeah. Like the last decade or so, Gnome <laughs> has been like, these are not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But, this is true. And I kind of agree, but they are super practical. <laughs> they will murder a baby though. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they're like nothing but edge. Just get some padding. Pad everything. I think it's time. No, just get some padding and wrap the baby in it permanently. You know, proper bubble suit. I mean, we did have the first time I went in, went to work upstairs at the charity shop. We had like health and safety violations because their ceiling is low enough that there's just like a massive eye beam that goes across the room that's like right at my head height. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, then, so now there's like a big chunk of foam and some like warning tape on it yeah, for okay. me, basically. Nice. <laughs> It's and I still funny. hit my head on it all the time because I keep forgetting it's there. <laughs> Do you find something comical about my appearance? <laughs> this is the largest automobile that I could afford. <laughs> it's super tall. Good old Simpsons. I'm sure I had many other tales to regale, but I've lost them all because my brain is... Addled. So you're not as untied as you thought you were. I guess not. Well, I mean, my memory still sucks. I think that's what it is, mostly. Well, should we talk about video games then? I guess. Talk about news. What's going on? Hey, guys, guys, guys. Do you want to know what Square Square Enix think about Fourth Spoke and the sales figures? The same thing that they always think about all sales figures. They were disappointed. Yep. Although in this case, probably actually for real. I mean, there's not, 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 not. Overhyping expectations. I think it just sucked. <laughs> there is a, there is a, there is a minor difference about this story this time, and that is, well, the Luminous Studios are Japanese, right? Like it's okay, it's quite a Westernized game, but in like Square Enix usually threw this beef at their Western studios that they uh, got rid of. <laughs> well, apparently they're getting rid of this one. They're getting rid of Luminous. Apparently. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Where permanently unhappy. Although on the plus side, they are also maybe getting rid of the of their ridiculous CEO who is obsessed with NFTs. Oh, are they getting rid of him? Because I thought he just, I thought he just literally like had another another post to say like we're super happy about we're super excited about NFT games. I I heard that he was going out. I also heard that the the, the YouTube is getting a new CEO who who also likes NFTs. So get ready for YouTube oh, NFTs. Oh. Oh no! <laughs> well, to be honest, like 
how much effect does the does anyone at YouTube have on actual YouTube? Mm. <laughs> Not much. Does anything ever change on YouTube, really? Uh, well, they definitely push for short form content pretty aggressively, and I'm still hiding that shelf every thirty days yeah. <laughs> as soon as it shows up. Yeah, it's oh yeah, that thing, right? <laughs> the, the sort of TikTok, yeah, com- the composite TikTok stuff. Reels, yeah. is it? Short shorts. Oh, yeah. shorts. Who's who's his reels? Is that Facebook? Probably, probably. I, I thought I saw on BBC News yesterday that Meta are going to make a Twitter clone or whatever. It's all going around. What? Because obviously Twitter's are going to crash now because <laughs> yeah, you've start, it started happening. <laughs> so it's going to fall over. So they might be there to like pick up the... I haven't noticed. Like Twitter's still been working for me. I don't it's freaking slow to load now. Is Noticeably it? slower than it used to be. Oh, oh yeah. yes. No, no, okay. I have noticed that. Like Basically, I load up the app and it doesn't, imme- it doesn't load my... It doesn't update, basically. It doesn't yeah, refresh. Yeah. It will say there's new stuff. So I'll press the the button the house button or whatever it is uh, yeah, yeah. and nothing will happen yeah yeah it will take me to the top of the old feed that i had information for and, a, yeah. and like eventually a refresh will happen um, it's great it's but it's i think it's basically unmaintained because they fired everyone yeah. so it's like gradually slowly <laughs> falling does, apart like any software project why does it do that yeah well that's software in reality it doesn't make sense software in reality they had humans pruning shit constantly yeah that's why they say that well designed I guess well no (laughs) but nothing is right it's only designed well enough to do as well as it Mm. does right um and yeah, they, so they say engineering is a bad analogy for software oh, development. Absolutely, it's much more like gardening. Yeah, I. <laughs> and if you fire all the gardeners, then you know what's going to happen to the garden. It's frustrating because, like, the engineering part of software engineering has only ever really referred to the process, not what you're actually making. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not engineering. Not like a bridge. No. It's not, it's, it's not engineering in the traditional sense. No. Mm. I mean. I guess it depends on what you're making. If you're making like a math-heavy program, then maybe there's some amount of actual engineering and rules and blah 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 blah. blah. But I mean, building an actual data center is engineering. But that's, yeah, that's, that's like building physical infrastructure to an extent. Yeah. yeah, does that fall under software engineering though? No, no, software, really. hardware. hardware. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not even. Oh, I need to turn Ooh. off the. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the baby monitor alarm. Right. Quite a subtle, natural sounding. <laughs> that's probably why you don't wake up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyone could have. Could have assumed that was we were just in a a bird outside your window. Yeah, talking about the bird website. So the bird. Yeah, but yeah, um, <laughs> the ba- the baby has remotely flipped the bird in its grip. <laughs> YouTube uh, still works for now. <laughs> That's one thing you could say about YouTube. It's freaking amazing engineering. Mm. The fact that those videos start instantly on even on bad in bad situations. Yeah, it almost never has issues. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I've had a real, like, actual connectivity or, like, just functional problem with YouTube. Well, the functional problem that I have, which is not, it's not a, it's not a failure, it's just how it, how it's designed because of, like, bandwidth or whatever. It's like, if you're watching a video with a low number of views, like, for example, our ones. Our ones, yeah. (laughs) You can't really tab out of those because it doesn't keyframe them very well. So, like, if you if you tab away from a low from a video with low numbers of views and then come back, it basically doesn't update for like fifteen seconds yeah, before uh, it realizes. Yeah, gotcha. The sound continues, but yeah. the video doesn't update. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, 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 yeah. that's a good optimization actually. That yeah. it's not trying to run one; it knows it's not being viewed. But that, like I said, that only that that happens on lower viewed videos. It's like as soon as you go dirt, like from the 
big videos like it's, it's perfectly fine you can have yeah. back and forwards as much as you want but ah. as soon as you reach a certain level of smallness it's like oh yep that doesn't buffer fair enough but that makes sense so yeah that's not really that's not really a failing that's just a logical yeah, bandwidth it. conservation thing yeah it's about it's a balancing choice it still works yeah it's fine if you only need to hear the sound <laughs> In other news, yeah, Suicide Squad had been delayed only by a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but not not enough to fix it. Probably, I mean, probably. or or not enough to do what people would like them to do to it. Yeah, so it, I mean, this isn't official yet, but it is reportedly getting delayed, um, and reportedly as a result of the reaction to their gameplay footage from the uh, Sony State of Play um, that we talked about last podcast. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, sure, take the time, spruce it up a little bit. The problem is, is that like the reaction is probably not about how that game looked, no. like because I don't, it's I don't know graphics. that its quality level was bad, right? It's like the problem is, is just it's a, it's a, it's a probably a loot shooter, yep. you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a live service game, and like, but it did look like there wasn't enough difference between the yes. characters everyone so, yeah. can fly for some reason so and jump madly and it's all yeah. about guns and not melee which is a bit weird for shark guy right and yeah. it's yeah um yeah i mean i can see it because it's like it's just not that interesting a pitch anymore no. um it's another one of those and whilst uh, it like it's probably going to be quite a good one of those the but fact is, is the phrase wanted. "one of those" is in the mix, and yeah. that's not going to get you the reaction you want anymore. Destiny is already a thing, and Destiny is still massive. Mm. You're going to have a real hard time breaking that if that's what you're going for. Avengers, Avengers flopped, right? Like yeah. Avengers should have been the thing to. I mean, yes, different company and all that jazz, but like, shouldn't that have been the thing to hold this sort of torch in this sort of space? Well, maybe yeah. they thought they were. Maybe they thought they were doing something different by making it more like a loot shooter. They were like, they the Avengers one tried to be like the characters matter and like right, relative it, to their actual superpowers or whatever. Because it had gear, had gear, right? Yeah. Like Avengers still had gear of yeah. some description, but it was just like upgrades to appropriate powers. Whereas yeah, yeah, in this yeah. one, they're more homogenized by the looks of it. And like maybe they thought that was what people wanted. They were like, oh, it didn't. It, we could, we wouldn't be able to pull it off with like making them all individually, you know, have all their individual skills or whatever. So let's make them slightly more generic and just have it a loot grind. It's like, no, we don't want that either. I mean, it, the odd thing to me, and the bit, the question I want answered that we're not going to get answered <laughs> is like. Was this Rocksteady's call to make a game like this? Mm. Or were they forced into it by Warner Brothers? Because mm. if it's the latter, I'm, you know, no surprise. Absolutely none at all. The shock face does not exist. <laughs> uh, but if Rocksteady chose to do this, I find that slightly hard to believe and very confusing. Is it the same Rocksteady that made Is it the same Asylum? Rocksteady? Probably yeah. Yeah. I mean,. Out of the people they like showed on the state of play, apparently most of the people that were in footage are people. You know, right. at least the people yeah. they rolled out to the camera sure, sure. are people that have been at Rocksteady for a while. Um, to the point that they rolled out the founder of Rocksteady, who's no longer at Rocksteady. You know, <laughs> it's slightly odd if you think. I guess they knew what they were doing. 
Um, mm. Like I said, it's probably not a bad game. It's just it's just one of those, and that makes it instantly less interesting to me. Suicide Squad. <laughs> the, the happy, the happy salad reaction yeah. to Suicide Squad is currently some my stupid fantasy league thing. I was like, oh, it's Rocksteady. It's probably be good. Nope. <laughs> probably going to get a normal number of points. Yeah. Once it gets reviewed, it's probably going to do all right. Well, you know? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think I mentioned, talked about this a few, like maybe in the last one, when we talked, or last time we talked about Advance Wars Reboot Camp yep. eventually coming out. And I couldn't remember the name of this game. Turns out that name was Wargroove. Um, and there's a sequel coming. They've announced there's a sequel to it coming. So if you want your like actual pixel graphic advance war fix, Wargroove's a pretty close analog. Yeah. Okay. It's and I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, advance Wars is coming out, right? Reboot Camp is coming out. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same old game. Just yeah. But the problem is, is that the like the reboot camp has ditched the pixel art look, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That that's the point. Yeah, it's gone with. So Wargroove still has that going for it. Okay. You know, it's a, it's like, weirdly now it's got the niche. It's got the pixel art niche locked down. Um, and as I say, the first game was decent. So um want to keep an eye on, I suppose, if you're a, an Advanced Wars person. I mean, Zach, you should probably play Wargroove, honestly. Maybe. It was good. Uh, see Skylines too. Yeah. Tell us more, Zach. What's going on, Zach? <laughs> well, the... the, the Video is basically nothing, obviously. It's like, it's fully just like CG, here's some city views and like buildings being built and shit. And it's, oh, it's not CG. Well, it could be, except like, also it's kind of already like someone has found out that it's definitely running on Unity and that didn't look like a Unity game to me. That looks suspiciously like a higher render quality than Unity can usually put out. I mean, this okay. is where you want that. Freaking Matrix demo Unreal 4. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why, why is it not running on Unreal 5? Yeah, Unreal exactly. 5, sorry. Because, I mean, there was some speculation, which is why I know this, where it's like there was some speculation about what engine it was running on, judging by this maybe pre rendered video. But then it was like, no, apparently one of the developers was like, no, it's Unity. <laughs> <laughs> so that put pain to that. It's always yeah. been Unity. Or... Yeah, the last okay, one was. Okay. Which is, you know, in some ways slightly worrying, because as we've discussed about Frank Kerbal, it's just like. Who like Unity has limits? It appears, and we might be running up against them at this point. Uh, different kind of simulation, though, right? Well, Phys- physics yeah, versus sure. like what is essentially a stats. But it felt right? like the original City Skylines was pretty much at the limit of what it could handle then. Mm. Especially if you modded it at all, it had the same problem as like modding Kerbal Space Program One, where it's like as soon as you start putting mods on it, it's just like it can't handle that much more. Deal. It's already kind of pushing the limits of what it can handle, and then you try and jam mods in, and it's like, no. <laughs> no! But yeah, um, apart from that, there doesn't seem to be... Like, there's a lot of things in that trailer that you might take as being hints of possible new things coming. Like, oh, they, it shows a, like, a park, and then it's snowy, and then it turns into spring or whatever, and it's like, oh, so that means... Oh, that's obviously, that means seasons are going to be in the game. Mm. But does it? <laughs> don't know about that necessarily but it would be nice or it would be I think it would be nice to make things like that actually matter Hmm. because I mean City Skylines had snow maps 
where you could just play on a snowy right. climate and then that had you know extra services like snow plows and like underground heating and whatnot so yes. it, that was a thing you could you could do but it was like a you know it was it didn't change over time it was just a this map is slightly different so what would you how i mean how could you make that work because like okay you're going to get those seasons is it like the, the first year you play or something? Like you sort of start to learn statistically. Okay, this region is a bit like this. Like, well, like, like, a, like a really bad, like a you really could... bad winter would be surprised. But then it's like, oh, okay, I'm in a region where the winters are really bad. So I need. Well, to yeah, actually... you wouldn't have to learn that though. It would just be like that would be data on the map, right? When you're selecting the map, it would be like, oh, this has temperate climate, so it doesn't get super cold or hot. So right. you, won't so you don't need to worry about super this. heavy amounts of winterization or whatever. Yeah. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like, how do you make is 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 that actually a dynamic problem at that point, or is it just like, oh, I just need to not worry about well, this I mean, on that's this map? Always been the problem of like disasters in city games, where mm. it's just like, if you have if you have things that only like the seasons where it's only dangerous for short periods of time, but you all, all you do is just build another building to compensate for that. That's not really a, that interesting. And then disasters are like also not very interesting either because they're like too destructive. Right. <laughs> Where yeah. it's like this is a full on everything stops and you have to deal with this in a basically a, almost a separate game mode where you're just like, now I'm deploying police and fire. Oh, and SimCity. I don't, I don't think it did that in Skylines when they had their disasters DLC or whatever. Mm. I think in Skylines it was more automated. You just had to build like the bunkers or whatever, evacuation zones, and then it just fucked up your traffic for a while <laughs> of course <laughs> but yeah I, like from this video you can't really say anything about the game I don't think apart from it's coming out this year maybe oh mm. like they did say like 2023 but they didn't say whether it's going to be early access or not but then some like YouTube people who who are like in deep in the community or whatever of Skylines <laughs> One. We're in deep. Apparently, they were invited to play the alpha like two years ago. So oh, interesting. Potentially, it might actually come out this year. This might actually be just. It might just be a game that just comes out. It might not be an early access thing or anything. I mean, wow. That, I mean, that, that would be nice, <laughs> especially for a game like this. Yeah. To just yeah. drop, that would be quite nice. Be very cool. But even those people who were invited to play it two years ago, that, that's basically still all they can say about it. The mm. NDAs are still... They can say they played it and it was an alpha, but they can, can't tell you anything about it. Though. Sure. Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, get hype. Get hype for town or city, yeah. depending on how you... I suppose the question is, is like, like how much effort has actually been put into... How much of the team was working on 2 whilst they were doing things like the consolized version of Skylines? Because well, isn't the consolized version of the original quite recent? Well, yeah, relatively speaking. And, of course, they've still been shitting out a million DLCs in the meantime as well. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Stick some airports in. And it does, it does <laughs> seem that they're, the, the, the video has, like playstation and xbox logos mm. for skylines 2 which suggests yeah, oh, okay. it might be simultaneous this time right yeah yeah actually designed well i guess the original they weren't know they didn't know quite how popular how to do that yeah, yeah and then or you know necessarily that it was going to be a success right so well, it's like yeah. let's let's target a platform where it's most likely to succeed pc mm, makes sense yeah uh, but and maybe this, it maybe it did well on console so now it's like well, like well now we can target all of them at once and this will be the time to find out like if they're actually 
more capable at making this kind of game because obviously like at the time we when skylines first came out it was it was it's in that class of no one's making this like SimCity is dead no one's making these games any longer so we'll make one but we don't really progress the ideas mm. any it's just a it's just like a SimCity game whereas now it's like okay now we're making a fully new one so how much more advanced is it going to be are we actually going to become the new Maxis <laughs> <laughs> right what if it's one of those games that like would support like keyboard and mouse control on Xbox? Probably. It's sort of a, an unsung feature of, of yeah. Series X that like keyboard and mouse is supported on that thing, but like that it's it seems to be a bit of a mystery as to what games actually can do that. Like, because a bit of me is now wondering, it's like okay, because two point campus no longer fucking works on my PC. <laughs> right. Like it just just black screens, and I don't I, it just doesn't work. So a bit of me is wondering, like, okay, if, if that, I wonder if that save file has, has has like synced to my Xbox Cloud because I'm playing the Game Pass version, hmm. and then I can fire it up on the Xbox, but then I could just plug a keyboard and mouse into it and I play mean, it properly. Arguably, you probably wouldn't need a keyboard and mouse to play two point house. I mean, it might be okay on controller, yeah. Um, <laughs> two point canvas, rather. Yeah, same thing, basically. <laughs> same thing, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happened with that game. Like, I just it just doesn't run anymore. Did you try reinstalling it? No, because it's Windows Store, and that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Does Windows Store have a verify files thing? I don't, I don't even one hundred percent know if like if I deleted it and reinstalled. It. I don't. I trust Windows Store so little that I don't know if it, like my save game would stay. Right. Well, can you not just like find out where it stores it and unearth it? Maybe. The problem with Windows Store office. stuff is it's kind of like a walled garden, mm, like like yeah. iOS, right? Where the, the file structure is kind of supposed to be hidden from the likes of you and me. But surely it just dumps it in goddamn app data, as everything does. I mean, let's hope. <laughs> it, it could very well be there. I think I mentioned... Did I mention this when we were when I was talking about trying to get Minecraft working? The launcher that I was running was trying to put all of its data into app data, and I was like, oh, right. "Fuck you!" <laughs> Mainly because my fucking C drive doesn't have any space; <laughs> it can't fit three gigs in there. Right? Well, Chrome does that as well, right? It installs to somewhere like that. Mm. And then I was like, "Oh, I guess I can delete these like six gigs of." Backup NVIDIA drivers that are just sitting here. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I haven't checked those in a very long time. <laughs> I'm starting to, run, starting to run relatively low on drive space on one of my machines again. Mm. Constant battle. Struggle is real. Yes, I mean, that's my, my classic problem of thinking that I was going to be clever and make a, make a petition and then... Don't partition drives. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not worth it anymore. You don't need to now. Yeah. Since the dawn of SSDs in particular, yeah. yeah well, yes, it's, obviously, it's, it's, obviously you don't need to position an SSD. Yeah, it's totally pointless. But, you know, way back when I first got the PC and it was like, okay, I'm going to specifically go and look up, like, what, how much space is Windows 7 likely to take up and then, like, double that and then, mm. and then add a bit more. <laughs> but it's still not enough. It's, it's still constantly full. Your C drive is important. <laughs> It's like Windows still kind of treats the C as like, this is the only drive you're ever going to need. Right? Yeah. And then other programs try and do that as well. Yeah. That's why I had to do that stupid file, um, like, path linkage to get Eve to not install in there. <laughs> right. Oh, God, you went down a link. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Fun times. So I'm not going to, obviously, you're not going to do that on the next PC, but it'll be an SSD at that point, so obviously not. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably more than an SSD. It'll probably be an N, a nice NVMe drive. Well, yeah, probably. All that good stuff. I haven't seen much of that solid-state revolution in PC world. Yeah, Microsoft are going to do it, right? But yeah. They'll need some time to like compete with Intel and shit, but they'll definitely get there. Yeah, it's, take, it's taking a while. Yeah. I mean, it's such a head start, like... Like getting that. Okay, Microsoft had like didn't they sort of nail this three years ago when they made the Xbox? Like <laughs> it's, it's like the just, Xbox is like an, an well, it's an SO, it's full it's like an SOC system, right? It's an like, SOC, but it's um it's it's x eighty six. Yeah, sure. And it's uh, um, I mean I don't, I don't need to like arm it's AMD, shit. AMD, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's AMD, yeah. Just just make one of those. You yeah. know, I thought I thought the whole. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. But the the big the whole, advantage of is its arm, right? And it's of the SOC, the Apple SOC, right? So oh, r- right, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And that will be interesting whether the next consoles are on. I mean, obviously, we're miles away from that. Yeah, hard to know at this point. But, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if consumer electric, you know, machines are going to be on before the freaking consoles are. Yeah. Difficult. <clears throat> Difficult. I mean, the Switch is on, obviously, but... Yeah. But as I say, that that whole thing hasn't it hasn't happened as fast as I was expecting it to. Mm. I guess like since since Apple, uh, well, they're maintaining their it? advantage, aren't they? <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, compared to my PC, I've not exactly been overwhelmed by the performance of this M1 set here. No, but, um, it's a little bit smaller than that thing. <laughs> but, sure, but, but, yeah. sure, but you know, it's supposed it like yeah. on paper, it's supposed to blow my old PC out of the water, and it doesn't. Is um, it a Pro? It's an M1, M1 Pro. Pro. Right, yeah, not, just... an, not an M1 Max right. or any of that yeah. nonsense. Um, uh, Mac Mini, to, for those listening. There's a, there's a little Mac Mini I use for work on the desk that I've mm-hmm. unofficially I've experimented with, you know, with non-work jobs. Um, yeah, yeah. Just to, just to see. I had to know. Mm. But it performs about the same as my God knows how many years old PC. PC yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like like for like as well. It's just Yeah. Have you ever heard the fan come on? I haven't. <laughs> it's amazing. I, 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 isn't have, it? I have never completely heard completely passively cool. Yeah, matches your giant monster piece. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give it that. I have yeah. never heard it make a noise. It's amazing. Other than the when it starts. Yeah, which, is, I, which they still I love do. That sound. Yeah, they keep that. I like that. Is there, is there actually any like option anywhere to turn, turn that off? off? I don't know, but it's very reassuring. <laughs> or make it a stupid sound effect. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Windows <laughs> classics. It's pizza time. <laughs> yeah. I forget what, like, what. I was trying to remember what the last time my computer made a stupid noise, what I had. But I don't remember. God. I mean, I used to mess with that stuff all the time. Yeah. I, I honestly can't remember any of it. Yep. I think we used to, like I, I, the my game's favorite fact- was your you you cut out that Destiny's Child thing so every time it there was a query prompt oh, yeah. it would go question. That was that was pretty I quite like that one. I don't know that Windows actually separates out those categories particularly anymore. Like most dialogues wouldn't like register as like whether it's a question versus an exclamation yeah. like it used to. But, yeah, but question was a good one. <laughs> I, I remember we used to use like the Games Factory one from I forget what the file name was called, but it was like Pencil Fifty Six yep. or something. So whenever like a a, a, a a program error occurred, it would go ah, die. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. 
Maybe we should just do the video on that at some point. Just go through that library and be just like, these play are, every sound effect. These are the sound effects of our youth. Mm, yeah. <laughs> up, look up the graphics libraries as well. Look at all these Pac-Men. Or Euro Man. I mean, there was, I mean there, was, there was just one, wasn't there? There was one yeah. Euro Man, and that we then changed its colour yes. many, many times for our own games. And some ghosts and that some we ghosts. never used. <laughs> Because then that would be too obvious. Oh, that's too obvious, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting if they put that as one of the library, because, like, if, imagine trying to actually remake Batman inside Games Factory. That would God, be well yeah, hard. <laughs> mm. That would be almost impossible. Yeah, you'd, you'd constantly get stuck half yeah. in the wall, or like but a pixel be, in the wall. I'd be very impressed if anyone took those things and made a Batman clone with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's very... Pac-Man's very... Apart from the movements within the lanes, it's like the lanes are quite fixed, right? It's like... But the problem is, Games Factory would let you probably move that tiny bit vertically yeah, within the lanes. One pixel off. Like, I mean, first of all, you'd ditch... You wouldn't use any of the movements and you'd do everything. You'd like, have to have a custom movement, yeah. Yeah, yeah but still. Games Factory. It's probably the reason that two of the three of us are actually in computing, let's be honest. Probably, yeah. It's, it's, I never, I like I said when we made the video, like I never really thought that was real programming because it didn't look like a mono, mono spaced font. I mean, you know, thingy, but like it definitely was. It, it, I mean, yeah, it's not. It, it's it's, pro, it's programming. It's just abstracted in a certain. Yeah, like it's a different way of viewing it. But that's and, what I mean. High level programming is just well, abstracted. yeah. A lot, a lot of game programming is like someone has uh, some pro traditional programmer has yeah. done the work to to. To, to write the rules that are then loaded into a scripting language yeah, exactly. that looks more like the Games Factory than you think. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just basically a script kitty, basically. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's just yeah. that, you know, the advantage of actually writing a game in code means you can define what those events were, yeah. and, you know, and so the limited set of events that the Games Factory offered would be, isn't, isn't your hurdle anymore. Because I just think now, you know how it's like, at first you think about you know, junior programmers think about or whatever, think about algorithms, and then it's the, and then when you level up, you start thinking about the data structure as the primary mm. thing to drive things and stuff. And the state is more important than the way that's structured to get right, and then the algorithms can flow from there. But like some of the state in some of our games, if you just think about it, is somewhat com- complex. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were we were pushing some of the limitations of that of of what those tools could do for yep. sure. Yeah. Anyway, I know you know even from the start we were all about. And stick a numbered counter on the screens, and then just use that. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we did proper debug. Yeah, really. That's that's. I mean, there's still projects I do where I do that. Like today, I will put put count. I mean, Rocket League has those, and anyone can use them, right? Yeah, like yeah. you can just put you can just put counters on screen and see what's going on. Yeah, that was yeah. another thing from when I when from playing Minecraft. Over time, their debug screen has maybe got a bit out of control. Like you press F3, and the entire screen is just text, <laughs> yeah, just right. text encounters. And it's just like I don't even know what half of this actually means. <laughs> and then you can tab to like a whole other page. Excellent, nice. I like I like me some tabs. Yeah, it's a little bit much. I like me some stats. It's a little bit stats, much when all for you're nerds, trying... as YouTube calls it. Yeah. Stats for nerds. It's a little bit much in Minecraft when all you're trying to do is like cheat. To see, to like <laughs> right. see your X Y coordinates or whatever. I see. It's like we're we're in this huge pile of text. It's just that tiny bit of information that I actually <laughs> need. <laughs> so, 
City uh, Skylines. Yeah. Pl- plug for our Collision Software videos yeah. so if you want to better understand what the hell we were just talking about. Well, um, sort of. Or at least the output from what <laughs> yes, we were out- talking the about. The output end. Yeah. yeah. You probably will see several on-screen number, number counters going on <laughs> because we were very bad at clearing that up. <laughs> well, yeah, and also I think a, l- a slight bit of me thought they looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Rob, especially, was very enthusiastic about. I have no style. Let's, no. let's like, I have no sense of style. Let's be clear about that. Like thirteen, you didn't. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, but in Rob's case, it was almost a like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said at one point, maybe not in the video, or maybe another time when we were talking about it. But like for Pack Beam specifically, it Pac was beam. like the, the the trick here is to see if you can figure out what the numbers mean. <laughs> there's just a bunch of numbers it's like I can't re- yeah I don't think I could remember what they meant that was that was my get out of that the Pat Breen menu screen was stylish I mean, <laughs> I mean it was not accessible because you could read it but <laughs> it, it was uh, let's say it was a style it was a style yeah which is it is in fairness definitely had a style I don't know no, no, having a style is an improvement over the multitude of styles I would normally But you had a in. style, which is whatever random Photoshop filter you felt like using at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, that is a style. Paint shop, bro. Yeah, not, even, not, not even Photoshop, Photoshop at that point. Oh, oh man. Counter-Strike 2, anyone? Yeah, I mean, I guess. The brazenness of calling it Counter-Strike 2? Well, that's not confirmed. Okay. Well, that's, sure. what the, that's what the executable name. name is, yeah. Right, CS2. Right, tell me what this is about. I mean, it's about Counter Strike 2. It's a leak, and the, the but CSGO is too old. It's going to be on the the new Source engine, right? But whether it's a fully new game, but it seems to be Source is confirmed. I mean, let's that, be honest. Like, it, I mean, what else are Valve going to use? Oh, well, yes. And also, like, is it going to be a fully new game? Well, probably it's going to be, like, substantially the same game. I mean, if you consider Counter Strike, there's going to be Dust Two. Yeah, bring yeah. out the, that's all you need. I mean, what is it? There's Counter Strike Classic, Counter Strike Source, Counter Strike Go, and this is like a new one, right? In that line. That was, right? Well, what was the other one? 1. Condition 6. Zero. Condition Zero. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the, CS One Point Six was the the final evolution, wasn't it? Of original Counter Strike. Yes, before they sure. changed to the new Counter Strike. Yeah, but Counter Strike Go is like like different enough from Counter Strike Source to be like considered like a game a new game. I mean I mean it was one of the first that, yeah. re- that really pushed its esports features, mm. right? And added a level of polish that Counter Strike had never had up to that point. Yes. I mean, yeah. and it's still ultimately Counter Strike, yeah. Right? Yeah, and, ver- and very little be. about its core is all that different. Yeah. And like that, at that point they started trimming out the extra, extra stuff in old Counter Strike that no one ever actually used. Yeah, and like hostage mode that went away mostly. They still have the riot shield in. Uh, God, I yeah, know. I think the shield is still in. It's dumb. It, oh, no, is it? Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't, don't think I've ever seen it, but that right. doesn't necessarily mean it's not in. Yeah. It's just better that no one buys it yeah. <laughs> if it is still in. But yeah. Is hostage mode even a thing in Go? Not that I've ever played. It might be in like the it's not in the competitive mode. Well no, but like does it exist at all? I don't know that it does. Because yeah, no one played hostage. No one played what, what there was that other mode that was the, the third mode of Counter Strike? So no one ever played Office, you mean? <laughs> well, no, was Office host- wasn't the only hostage level. 
In fact, that's not even the one that I remember the most. The one that I remember the most is the, the warehouse. The warehouse. Oh, oh yeah, the warehouse. The one yeah. where the hostages didn't ever matter because that, that map never ended with anything with the hostages happening. Everyone even died. All hostages just got shot in yeah. the crossfire. Yeah. Yeah. That was so hard. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess it's time. Yeah, it'd be good if I mean, that... But CSGO is still hugely, like, hugely well, sure. popular. But I guess... That's why you make a new one. Though. Do Valve... Uh, yeah, what's... I mean, do Valve need to make a new one, though? Because, like, surely they make all their money off loot boxes. Well, I, they though. can just continue doing that in the new game. In yeah. fact, they can sell you all the things uh, that you don't have well, anymore. Yeah, because it won't carry over, will it? <laughs> no. they'll, they'll, they'll do a brand new, and it's like, well, we're starting this loop again, yo. Yep. Open some more crates, get some more knives. Get some more knives. <laughs> Sell them on Steam Marketplace. Do you reckon it will still have Steam full Steam Marketplace integration? Like I don't CSGO know. Does? It's hard to tell what what like the actual opinion of like Valve is about the whole Steam backend, like the inventory and mm. <laughs> all of that stuff. Could it have a console release? I mean, obviously separated servers and stuff. But mm, I mean, yeah, I guess. Sure. I mean, yeah, it would have to be separated. Cause... Yeah, well, it wouldn't have to be. But yes, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, it's. I mean, it's true that you occasionally do get a Call of Duty like pro player who is a controller user taking on the PC players. But I mean, uh, like technically, I believe like Age of Empires isn't separated between the right. console and PC versions. I mean, sure, I that's mean, a game. That... I mean, if you're good enough to do it on a controller and you want to do it, then sure, go for it. All units. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably, probably <laughs> hey, a lot of that. So oh, but yeah, I mean, so when's Team Fortress three? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, that's not happening. <laughs> well, that's you know, I mean, I it's, it's the progenitor of CS:GO's success. And you could argue. See, the yeah. advantage of this is that despite there being so many some versions of Counter Strike, the number is only two, so Valve can do oh, it. Oh yeah, that is true. Of course. <laughs> Can't make Team Fortress 3. Uh, yeah, they can't count to three. So. Uh, yeah, cause, but, but, but that means this will be the last Counter-Strike game. Yeah, yeah but that's okay. It'll last another 20 years. Though. I mean, do we count Half-Life Alex as a Half-Life game? Yes, but it's not Half-Life 3. So. Yeah. Well, it's it a kind prequel, of is. Yeah. I guess. Uh, it's technically a Half-Life 0. <laughs> yeah. Like Counter-Strike 0. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the news. I guess. Yeah. News in the news. Starfield news. has a release date this year. Yay. Still coming out this year. It's just not the yeah. first half of this year. No. Like, like was originally planned. No. <laughs> Actually, not originally planned. I still, but, you know, yeah, no. I still find it ridiculous how hardcore they went in that original announcement where like, the, they made this whole video where the date is baked into the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it didn't hit that, and then it didn't hit this one either. I mean, I mean they're quite a... It's two years ago now that they, they had that. Because it, it wasn't last year that was it last year that we saw the Starfield blowout and they showed the footage of it, or yeah. was it the year before? Feels like it's been ages since we last saw that game. I no, I think they showed because yeah. the, the date would have been like November last year, and I think that was about the time when they showed all that when they were like, We are actually still working on this, just we've had to delay it, but here's some, here's some actual information because they did that real, that sort of Todd yes. Howard on stage yes. dive, didn't they? Um, yes. But yeah, it, it definitely that two years ago or whenever that was video with, which had the original date. It just no. I mean that tease, yeah. Yes. Right. What have you been playing, Robert Kemp? Me? 
Uh, I finished Yakuza. <laughs> oh, good. Yakuza, Yakuza 5, I, I wrapped up the story for that. Uh, it did not stick the landing. Like, like I saw, I was sort of like right on the cusp of finishing it last podcast. Yeah, so you were like, in chapter finale. I was, <laughs> no, was, I was in finale final chapter. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> which was the final chapter. Oh, well, it was yeah. actually true. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't extra finale. Was uh, there an epilogue chapter though? There wasn't. No. Oh. Um, it, it just sort of ended. Um, uh and not in a particularly, I, I don't know. Like I was sort of, sort of saying that like that finale chapter was trying to bring everything together, and it wasn't doing it particularly well. And it was just doing things that just made me go, "Why the bloody hell is anyone doing any of this?" <laughs> and the, the, the the final boss guy was a total left field pick of like mm. someone you meet right at the start of the game, and it's like, oh okay. And you're not actually the one behind all of this, but you're the final boss. You just we're just fighting you just because. All, all right then, <laughs> let's do this. Um, it, it didn't really make sense. Is what I'm trying to say. Like the storyline ended up making very little sense, and it was a bit of a letdown. It wasn't even just stupid enough, right? It just, it just, it wasn't even dumb enough. It just, just, it was just lame. Um, and uh, I, I demand more goof. Uh, however. Maybe the achievement total is lying to me, but it, uh, or something else is like. But it seems like I've either done more of Yakuza Five than I did of Yakuza Four, despite the fact I'm not sure I like this one as much. <laughs> um, I definitely haven't engaged with nearly as, many, as much of the the available side stuff that there is in this. It's like I haven't gambled or I haven't uh, done half of the normal mini games that exist. And I don't think I've bowled. <laughs> For instance, it's, it's like. This is the first Yakuza game where I haven't done bowling, maybe. Um, but I, it looks like I've actually achieved a whole lot more this time around. Like I, I think I may have completed most of the. I've done nearly all of the character sub stories, which is not the same as playing like the mini game stuff. Um, but it's just got some really confusing things. It's like as you're like when you're introduced to the characters and you're like walking around and you're like fighting people in the street as you do every two seconds. Yeah. Um, like some of the people you you encounter, uh, it marks as victory road qualifying events, and those are basically like dudes you're fighting for some underground competition as it t- that you have been enlisted in against your will. Not Pokemon uh, battles, <laughs> no. Victory road, victory road, uh, victory road qualifiers. But like, I don't know what the fuck that is because it's like presumably I've now got to go to the Colosseum after the after i finished the game to go do coliseum fights and finish off whatever this victory road storyline is and do i have to do it with all four characters i'm not sure i do because they don't count as sub stories for those characters in the completion list because <laughs> i've finished all of a couple of characters stuff it's just it's just, like that's just weird like why introduce that to me and then not at least introduce me to how to finish that off I'm having to guess that it's... I mean, it's pretty obvious that it'll be at the Coliseum, but, like, I'm having to guess that that's a thing. Um, it's just it's just odd. And I think that that's sort of this game's problem all, all over. It's like it doesn't feel as well thought through as as some of the other Yakuza games. Um, I did find a... Um, <laughs> I did go back and do, like, because I hadn't got the... I noticed I hadn't got the achievement for doing a training mission with all of the quote-unquote masters. Um... So for Kiryu, that's normally go train with the Kamaki, uh, learn the Kamaki form. 
but in uh, Saejima's case, he, he like he stuck up a mountain for half of his story. So there's like like who who's there? Oh, there's a there's a guy you can give offerings to, and he can speak to the to the gods of the mountain. And it's like as it turns out, no, he just he he, he gets possessed by the gods of the mountain and starts hovering around whilst summoning metallic guys from the floor to fight you. And that's how Saijima trains up some of his abilities. It's like, okay, okay, I found some goof. I'm happy. <laughs> didn't didn't make any sense, but I was quite happy with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of five, I, I think I stand by my point. It's like it's probably the weakest I've played so far overall. But weirdly, mm. I I feel the most drawn. I I feel more drawn to it than I think I did. Yeah, because of four, I've gone back to it having finished it, mm. which is you know saying something with me. Normally, I get to the end credits of a game and I have a hard time picking it up again. <laughs> because uh, interestingly enough, that has sort of happened to me with Hi-Fi Rush. Really? As much as I love that game, like I finished it and I haven't really gone back to it all that much. Mm. Like, even though there's plenty of stuff I haven't done and I haven't, there's the challenge rooms I haven't done and things like that. I just haven't gone back in. Yeah. And shame on me, I suppose. Mm. But, um, no. I mean, that's a dangerous one to like fall out of skill on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe my like easy mode run actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like I can go through it all again in easy mode and like not actually feel too bad at it. And then, and then do my normal mode run <laughs> and then, and then do the hard mode run, which I've already done. Uh, stupid achievements. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's why, that's why I'm at. Um, I continued my uh, trip down Wipeout Lane, <laughs> and I've been playing a lot more of those. Um, I've got a bit more to say about Wipeout Fusion. Uh... <laughs> I don't think that counts as saying something. Uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> so viewer, I've got a bit more of a noise to make I about mean, Wipeout Fusion. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think like okay. Things I didn't really talk about last time, like a key difference in that game from the previous wipeouts is that they, and that no other wipeout I think did since, maybe that Vita one, um, is the idea that they, you, you go off track every now and then, there's bits that aren't on a metallic chevroned circuit like wipeout normally is. You go off road, and those are like the weakest part of the game <laughs> like they, really? they, they do kind of suck okay. and it's like I can understand why they didn't go back to them and that's sort of in part because of their design because sometimes you're travelling at really quick speeds and there's just like bits of rock and like formations here and there and if you hit them like sometimes you just stop and you're stuck behind a wall of something <laughs> And then, like you're having like in a very unwipeouty kind of way you're having to try and like bump your way out from around this nodule to try and actually get back going and you lose so much it's a ridiculous penalty amount of time you know if, if, if that happens to you and uh uh i can sort of get what they were going for like it like it, you lose grip on those surfaces so the car the cars are much more floaty and mm. like harder to actually get where you want to go so there's if you're trying to maintain the flow of racing it requires a little bit of thought to right. to pick out um but they don't work if you mess that up. And if you're playing a track or encountering a track for the first time, very, very easy to mess up. And on one of the circuits in particular, there is basically just a little notch you can just sort of get stuck in, like a dead end. And there's no like way to manually reset your ship. So you're then stuck in like turning around and trying to get yourself out of it. It's just bad track design. 
like some of the tracks in this game are real stinkers. Like a lot of them are great. A lot of them are fine. But like it's about okay, it's about a third 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 ratio. Like <laughs> right, right, like right. good okay stinker. Like <laughs> That's what I was saying is true of Star Trek the original series and the next generation. <laughs> right, yeah. Good really good okay stinker. It's yeah. one one third each. <clears throat> wasn't wasn't there like like oh was it like good, really good or stinker? Like I thought you added a fourth thing in there, no, it's like a third. <laughs> Okay. One thirty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's a bit like that, and they, they 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 try and mix things up a little bit. In the it's like the courses aren't like here's the course at this venue. It's like it's like here's the course at the venue. Here's like six areas, and each area has three ribbons on it. Right. It does that thing where there's like a short, medium, and long track in each area. Um, and generally, all the stinkers seem to be in the same area. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, there's something about the design of these areas that sucks. Um, uh, so they're doing, they're, 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 you know, it gives them a lot of tracks, I suppose, without having to worry about environment too much. But it does mean the tracks are a little less standout on their own, as, as you might expect, I guess. But it also means they have to do like like little awkward things by like, oh, where the track would normally fork off, we've put an electric barrier to be there. And when you're playing the track for a first time, those are those aren't always super easy to see. Or the track signage around, like it's like, oh, I know, I know this bit of track. I need to turn to the right, and it's like, oh no, I don't. There's a big old wall there now. Oh. Um, uh, and, I, and I think they needed to do a potentially a better job at like signposting that. Or and the wall, those electro walls can sometimes be a bit glitchy when you hit them as well. It's like I don't just bounce off them like you would any other wall. Like sometimes I've just had them like turn me one eighty, so I've hit them and just been facing the wrong Spun way around, after yeah. it. It comes back to what I think I think I said last time is like I think Fusion might be the glitchiest wipeout game I've ever played. It's like it's not as polished as the others. Mm. Just things can. Things can happen. Like I can just suddenly turn around on the spot, like because something in the physics is messed up, um, and there's nobody around me, so it's not like I got hit by a weapon or anything like that that caused it. Which I might believe with like their design for the proton cannon now, because it's like there's a cannon-like weapon which was in some of the ones from subsequent wipeouts, but it has a tendency to cause a rotation on your ship now, as opposed to just doing damage and. Um, like I, I could believe it if something went a bit funky with that and it tur- just turned me all the way around. But yeah, that's not what's happening. Sometimes it can just happen. Mm. Um, and I've mentioned before, the jumps feel weird and the cars don't feel wipeout floaty. They feel a bit more grounded. Right. More stuff. But there are some things that like that they've changed where I think it works in their favor. Like the track designs, because things are quite fast in Fusion, and the 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 lateral drift, I suppose, is probably a bit more than they than it was in previous Wipeout games. Mm. They somewhat smartly made the tracks considerably wider than they usually are. Mm. So the amount of track space you get is is quite good. It also reduces the the what is a a fairly common Wipeout problem, which is like it's when you hit them with a weapon, when you hit your opponents with a weapon, right, and they stop. You, then most of the time, you just run into the back of them, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's quite a common wipeout problem. Classic, yeah. And it's like and that's much less of an issue here. Right. Um that's good. It's also I didn't realise this, but I thought Wipeout Pure introduced zone mode. Oh yeah, no, so did I. Wipeout Fusion has zone mode. Oh, I didn't know that. It's an unlockable. Um and it's limited to certain circuits. And it's yeah. not quite the same. It's more of a high score challenge rather than a get to a certain speed challenge. Yeah. Um but but it's there, and it's so yeah. It, 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 it introduced, so cool. and it's not as 
funked up yeah, as yeah. it was in, in white in, and awesome looking. Yeah, yeah, as, in, as, as in future yeah. games. But um, yeah, the, 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 that idea came from Fusion. Oh, and it also doesn't like speed class anything anymore. You upgrade your ship. You spend money you earn from doing championship races to upgrade your ships. So the game naturally gets faster, I suppose, as you're upgrading your ships. Mm. But I don't know how if that's quite. I don't yeah. know if it's scaling it right. So if I went in, if I'd like use a ship I've never upgraded, does it scale Everything the rest back. of the other ships back yeah. to the challenge I'm doing? Like, like how does that work? And it it makes that super unclear. Mm. Um, doesn't clarify at all. So I don't quite know how that system's really working. Um, but I guess like you could just pick a pick the craft you like and then just spend all your money on that to upgrade it, and then don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, and the ship designs kind of universally aren't as good. I think I mentioned that before. Sure. Fizar still remains the nicest looking ship, um, which is probably true of most of the wipeouts, honestly. Um, well, yeah, got like an Akamai. Oh, um, as a guy. As a guy. Sorry, Akamai's the CDN. As a guy. As a guy. As a only in pure onwards as well. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, so for Wipeout Fusion, I'm 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 still kind of enjoying it. It's uh, like, but its its flaws are definitely becoming slightly more apparent, and it's um, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and they swapped how the voices work. You know, like how Wipeout normally tells you what weapon is coming with yeah. a voice chant. It's like no, the voice now reads what you pick up. Ah, oh, that's no good. It's, it's like it's just, it's just wrong, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's I could, a warning, like missile. Yeah, I mean the warnings now suck because you basically get very. You know, it doesn't. Like if you get a missile lock, it just plays an incredibly loud okay. sort of noise, Annoying. loud enough that it makes my audio clip. Oh, yeah, just evidently. Um, uh, and like occasionally there'll be like another voice that says says warning incoming or something, and it's like, well, what's incoming? <laughs> it's like that's that side of the design. The sound design's not not quite as good. Which segues me nicely into the other Wipeout game I've experienced for the first time, which is Wipeout 1. The very first one. I hadn't played it before. On the PlayStation. On the PlayStation 1, yeah. So I've played that. That game feels unfinished. Well, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I feel like Wipeout 2097 or whatever it is, is that game finished. They, yeah. they, they nailed the formula by yeah. 2097, like, uh, but, or Wipeout XL. Um, but... Uh, the first game, it's, it's it's weird. Like it's mostly there. Like the crafts feel wipeouty. Okay, mm. the collision model isn't quite there yet. Um, like you know, especially there's no scraping the walls, for instance. It's, it's just always a stop. You just blow up. Like, oh, you stop, Mary. Oh, there's no. Sh- oh, well, okay. Yeah, there's no. There is no shield. There is right. no energy levels in Wipeout One. You can't die. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Another change in Wipeout Fusion. Dying is very easy. Mm. In Wipeout Fusion, your shield is very low, <laughs> at Sucks. least until you upgrade it. Um, you have to use those pit lanes, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so there's there's no there's there's no pit lanes. There's no actual lasting damage when you get hit by weapons. Um, the the weapon set is much much smaller, um, as you might expect. I guess you've still got mines, rockets, and missiles. There's no quake. Quake hasn't been introduced yet. Um, that's such a cool effect, Quake. Quake, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Quake, Quake is great, and they they didn't get that right in Fusion either. It looks less good there, yeah. um, uh, but it's uh, weapons are weirdly quiet. 
they're like when, if you get hit by something there is no noise at all mm, weird and the screen just shakes and you slow down um, but at, at least you've got the robot voice guy shouting that there's a missile coming so yeah, i guess you could you, you could sort you sort of know you've been hit by something but it's like there's no real noise to it and the the craft are very quiet in their engine noises um the audio design just feels incredibly like like is this actually working right <laughs> kind of like it's yeah. it's so sparse um uh track design is generally pretty good though i will give them that and like there's only six tracks in the game but they're they're quite unique um to the point where like but they're weirdly inconsistent like in how they handle like i would say the the weirdest thing about Wipeout 1 is how the boost pads work on the very last track compared to every other track in the game. They are super effective on, uh, I think it's called Slipstream, the last track. And, uh, and it, like, they're just way, they, they have way more of an impact on your craft's momentum than they do on any other level. And it's weird. It's just so, like, you get, I, I got to that point the first time I was playing through the Venom Championship and just like, uh, like uh, okay, I, I'm gonna have to relearn how to how to drive for this specific track because it's just I have to actually use the boost pads and know that they're going to push my ship in a certain way, mm. way more than you have to worry about in any any of the other tracks. It's it's strange. Um, I also don't think Designers Republic really nailed the aesthetic yet. It looks. I don't know. It's like, it, I don't know. I'm trying to how to describe it. Like the loading screen in particular is, is like a mess of like very early '90s graphics, shall we say? Like like it's like a CG render of like some text on a thing and the the, the previews of the track layout, and it's very messy. Mm. Like it's not as clean and beautiful as you really expect from a wipeout game. As much as the original box art is, right? It doesn't look anything like its actual box art. It's like it's it's kind of it's it's weird. Like they 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 hadn't nailed that look yet, at least not in the game. Um, uh, something they also fixed by twenty ninety seven. Um, I mean, it's got it's got chemical problems on the soundtrack though, you know. So it's still got that at least. Yeah, that cachet, yeah. <laughs> and and a bit of left field and orbital. I think they're, I think they're the three names on this yeah. soundtrack. The rest of it is cold storages. Classic. Um, classic stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I, I mean I've enjoyed it like I, I've, I, I've only it's a lot harder than than I'd say Wipeout got especially like in the Venom class like right. as far as I can tell it only has Venom and Rapier and Rapier is next to impossible and you have to unlock it by yeah. doing a, a good run through the championship um, uh, and yeah that's really really hard Most mostly because like like the enemies will, the enemy AI will just bump you into walls, and then you stop, and then you stop. Yeah, it's a, it's, night, it's a nightmare. But I'm glad I played it because um, it's it, it's it's fascinating that well, actually Wipeout was allowed to progress in the state of that first game in a strange way. Like it's like I guess I guess it must have done pretty well. The games were just like that then. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's weird. It's like, like what, what, games are always janking on finish. What did it, what did it have? Well, I don't know. You put it next to like original Ridge Racer, right? Okay, original Ridge Racer is arguably only two tracks. Yep, and a car. <laughs> like I don't know if it's got any more than that one car. But boy, is that original Ridge Racer pol- a polished experience, right? Mm. It's. Um, Sure, it looks like a PlayStation One game, and uh, they they hadn't quite mastered the hardware that 
at that point. But, uh, but what, yeah, Ridge One and Ridge Rev and Rage Racer like that followed from it. They are super polished experiences, and it's um, they got that right right from the start. Mm. Um, Proper arcade experience. Yeah, yeah. and and Wipeout the original original Wipeout is quite yeah a bit a bit rough edged. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I checked that out. Um, been playing that on my, uh, on my. I've been playing on. Um, I say original hardware. I said that last time. I've been playing it on my PS2, doing mm. PS1. Uh, but you've got an uh, old PS2 that has a PS1 in it, right? Not, yeah, I've got the first animated. edition PS2. You know, the fat PS2. But it has hardware. It has the PlayStation One hardware in it? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I'm also using my OSSC, which originally was getting PlayStation One stuff wrong. It was making it too big because it turns out the PAL PlayStation puts out a super weird signal, um, like a non-standard signal that old TVs just dealt with somehow. Don't quite know how, but when you put it, when you convert it up to HDMI, like that, because I'm using the OSSC, which is just a line doubler, the signal it put out was either a stupid res or, in my case, would crop the screen on the top and bottom. So I'd actually have too much of a zoomed in view and yeah. would lose some screen. Yeah. Uh, update your OSSC, guys. That fixes the problem. Like, I hadn't, I hadn't done that since I got mine several years ago. And uh, um, yeah, you'll need an SD, a micro SD card and. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass to actually do. But it can be done. But it can be done, and that has fixed it right up. And now my PS1 looks great. Uh, yeah, top tip. Update your OSSE. Uh, but I'm not done yet with my <laughs> retro rampage. Great. I have also been playing Star Fox 64 3D. No, of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Lilac Wars. It's one of my, it's one of, it's one of my favorite games of all time, uh, and it holds up pretty well today. Um, but I hadn't checked, so it's sort of a bit of a surprise and my own personal shame that I didn't check out what is actually like the remake, a proper remake of Star Fox sixty four, uh, and that is Star Fox sixty four three D. What? When was that done? This was made on the 3DS by Nintendo themselves. Uh, Actually handled by Q Games of, you know, Meteos fame. I remember this. Uh, uh, It's a really good version of Star Fox. Like, it is just Star Fox 64. There's not very little in the way of bells and whistles going on here, but they did a full remake of this thing. So it's it's the same game, but with a a beautiful lick of paint on it. Um, It looks good. It plays good. Does it use the two screens or? Um, no. Like the main, you don't really need the bottom screen. Like it will do. Like the um, if people talk like that, the gurp 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 gurp. I don't know if you can turn that on. Actually, I need to check whether I can put all the voices into Lila. Um, because I think they re-voice re-recorded all the voice work, but it's pretty similar to the original, so I'm happy. Um. But yeah, I think when there's chats going on, it pops up on the bottom screen as opposed to on the main screen. Mm. And they had the, the the N64 game had this frankly pointless mechanic where every now and then Rob would send you a message, but you had to press one of the C buttons to interact with it. Um, and he'd send you a crate with a bomb onto the level, uh, but you just tap the touchscreen. You just mash mash the keypad with your palm now, <laughs> and uh, and then he'll send that in. Um, other than that, it's pretty much the same game. Apparently, like there are some, there's two, there are two modes, and that there's a 3DS mode and a N64 mode. 
and I've played through both. And apparently there's balance changes in the 3DS version and uh, slight tweaks. I could not tell you what those are. It like it felt like the same game to me. Mm. Um in both in both playthroughs. Presumably um, that doesn't affect the 3D in any way. <laughs> no, that would be weird. No, the look of the game is identical in but like I thought I, I thought it might be pretty rad if the N64 mode was I'm going we're going to use the N64 graphics. Well, yeah. That, that would be pretty been. cool. But no, apparently it's a balanced tweak. Like the only thing yeah. I could have thought was if like I mean, it wouldn't be called this then, and it also wouldn't work like this, but like, if this had been like, play it in the N64 mode when you're playing on a 2DS where you don't have the 3D. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, you can just turn the 3D slider off for that, right? 3DS and all that. Well, yes, but that's what I mean. It's like, the, it wouldn't be implemented as like a mode that you had to pick if you were playing on the 2DS. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, I think it's very good. Like, I can, un- I can, I can sort of understand why I didn't buy it at the time because it is as good as Lilac Wars is or Star Fox 64 is that game is real short and it was probably way too expensive and it was probably Nintendo taxed to all hell yeah. yes um, but I picked it up for 8 quid so I'm quite you know that's pretty reasonable to me I'm going to play it way more than 8 times so it's <laughs> so pound per hour I will, I will do pretty well at it. and this. also you're um, extracting some more value out of your 3DS uh, my 3DS <laughs> yeah my 3DS is getting used again and that's, nice. a, that's, that's a good thing maybe you play Bravely um, Default <laughs> <laughs> boy yeah settle down for another however long. that game's long though, yeah. isn't it well <laughs> it's long if you want to try and do the whole thing right you just want to get through it once <laughs> rather than eight times or what? yeah whatever that repeating bit is at the end yes that's what I mean you only want to go through it once. Wait, so, oh, wait, so the, the, that whole stuff is optional, is it? The whole repeating? Well, I, I mean, thought that was like, part of the story. It's like you can... It's the difference between bad ending and true ending or whatever. I see. You can get to a ending. Huh. Yeah, but now I know. Uh, <laughs> well, I've, it, the game does make it kind of obvious. Okay, <laughs> okay. Like, is it one of those games that lets you like play the bad ending and then go, oh, right, can I actually tweak that? And go, like, I don't remember uh, how do I did copy it. Or save like, or? Yeah, I think I copied saves, but mm. I don't remember what, what how it actually would work if you just went, mm. if it like leaves the save at a certain point or whatever. Right, yeah, so you can go back to it. Probably. I think that's how some of the old Final Fantasies did it, right? They didn't make clear saves, they just left your last save where it was. Mm. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, anyway, Star Fox 64 3D. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. It, it, it's making me happy anyway, but I'm biased because I love that first game. Um, I've got one other thing for you. I'm not done yet. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> it's not Pizza Tower. No, sorry, I'm still. sorry. I'm so sorry. Like it's not, it's not Pizza Tower. I started playing Atomic Heart. Okay. Oh. I don't think that game is very good. Well, obviously. <laughs> Admittedly, I am. Only two hours into it. Is this a um, uh, Game Pass situation? It's a Game Pass situation, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, for those that don't know, Atomic Heart is basically Russian Bioshock, um, set in an alternate history in the fifties and sixties ish, that kind of time. But Russia supposedly won World War Two, uh, and technology they did has win, gone. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, they, but that's also technically but they like won every like, like I don't know. I think they did like a. They did a Russia and like took over everything or something. I don't, I don't know. Hey, that's basically but, um, Red Alert 2, right? That's what. Yeah. The end of World War 2 and then Russia just kept going. 
Well, no, because yeah, yeah, that in that one, well, that, yeah, there's time travel, and they get rid of Hitler. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the same thing. It doesn't really. I mean, it, it sort of touches on that kind of stuff, and there's some crossover of real events and not real events, and da da da. But I haven't been asked to follow it um, uh, that well. Anyway, it like it's, it's an intr- it's a you know visually and how that game is designed. It's an interesting setup. Like the, the tech has gone weird in, in sort of Bioshocky expected the Fallouty, I suppose, kind of ways where everything's like hyper mechanical and there's there's robots and they can talk to you but it's none of it's ever quite perfect and it's all a bit flaky but it's got that lovely sort of 50s like what they thought the future would look like yeah, aesthetic to it yeah. yeah retro futurism that's it um it's a pretty good look honestly like the game looks pretty and and is designed visually pretty nicely mm. um i just think it like the writing is dog shit right is some of the worst I think I've come across in a long time, and like I'm two hours in, and I basically haven't got the the all of the, you know, I. A lot of people are like a lot of reviews. I, I went, I did the thing and read the reviews before I played it, which is you know, not probably not what you're supposed to do. But they sort of like come across and say like, oh, the combat's actually pretty good, and comes to that. And it's like I haven't really, I'm I'm too far into this game, and I haven't really experienced much of anything. Mm. I'm just sort of wandering around corridors using my magnet hand to get stuff out of cabinets whilst my sentient glove and my hyper annoying main character talk to each other and that that interaction which i'm guessing is going to be what goes on throughout the entire game is just the worst it's like i don't know why that your character p3 as it he's got a proper name i can't remember what it is but he's referred to as agent p3 um uh just has a real problem with his glove and it's just an ass to it the whole time. Like the glove, will, the sort of character that doesn't care what the glove is called, right? Like you just, and it's like, my name is Charles. And he's like, whatever. And like, it's like, God, you're so annoying. Shut the fuck up. And it's like, it's just that all the time. Really bad. It's not even done in a funny way. It's just bad. And I don't know if that's just because I guess it was written in Russian originally and translated out. And apparently there is a, option to have all the dialogue in Russian back in Russian yeah. which, which might be preferential because then I can ignore it um, maybe but then I might lose what I'm actually supposed to be doing uh, in conversation and stuff like that it's, hmm. I don't know I, I feel like I haven't given it enough of a shot yet because it feels like I haven't got to what people are praising about it and the, mm. the, the, yeah, the, the, the combat and the Abilities and that sort of interaction, and the when the the way the world is eventually built up and stuff like that is apparently pretty good. Um, and I also should point out, like this is I'm saying all of this whilst trying to separate myself from the obvious controversy that surrounds this thing. It's a Russian developed game that has a bit of a yay Russia vibe about it. Right, not um, good timing for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I might give it one more shot. I might put a couple more hours into it, and it doesn't improve in that time. Like I'm thinking of bouncing, and that's yeah. and that, for me, that's a rarity. How many achievements have you got? Like none. Okay. Like, well, okay, I've got like a couple, so it's like yeah, I'm definitely not going to hit that five my 500 minimum point mark. Uh, but uh, which, in fairness, I didn't do on Yakuza Four either. But, um, yeah, well, that's a different problem. <laughs> yeah, that's the size of game. Yeah, I might, I might bounce off a ton of cart. It's not, 
it's really not doing it for me. And uh, it's like it's the Altair problem primarily, right? Altair and uh, what was that game? After Party or something, where if you don't like the protagonist, all oh, right, yeah. and he's a piece of shit, it's pretty hard to like the game. Very yeah. hard to like the game, whatever. Just because you know that maybe that's okay in drama, like if it's like I don't know the Walter White or whatever. But if you are embodying that character, yeah, it's slightly different. But he's not even a clever piece of shit. Like he's like he's only like one step removed from Duke Nukem piece of shit. You know, right. speak of Duke Nukem. Did you see the the like British? Uh, culture satire mod of Duke Nukem that's currently out. It, it's, <laughs> no, it's absolutely. I can't remember if it, it's called. It's absolutely. I've only seen a video of it. It's amazing. I will Super play it for you guys. Uh, sorry, not on podcast air. listeners. Yeah. No, I won't play it, but I will try and look up what it's called while we maybe wrap up and switch over to what's explained. Absolutely, playing. I am done. I mean, we could talk about Dirk some more, but, you know, I don't know. What well, I mean, that's the crossover, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what it is to say there. Dirk is, I mean, it has got its anniversary thing on. Yeah. Have some double XP, jump into some decorations in the... <laughs> and, and get glitched really weirdly yep. by certain things. It's called Duke Smoochum. <laughs> Quite sure why. Austin Powers. Uh, but, yeah, it's one of the most British things I've seen in a long time. <laughs> uh, I recommend It's not done, though, so it's... Okay, okay. Uh, but so work in progress. Watch video. Work in progress. So, it, when it, quote, unquote, when it's done. Yeah, of course. Nice. Zachary Burgess, what have you been playing? Yeah, we played some Derg, and I played some Derg, not super much, because as, as I said, like, I'm done with the grind for this season, and the anniversary is really... You know, that double XP doesn't matter to me any longer. Sure. The double season XP. So, yeah, we, we did a bit of that. And similarly, I played a bit of Rocket League. And I, I still succeeded in getting the whole season done. Oh, did you? <laughs> in Rocket League. Huh. So I still haven't fallen out of that still. Next season's just started. Oh, yeah, I saw the image had changed. What is it this time? Is it like... I don't know what the general theme is, but the map is like a... a it's called... It's... I don't remember what it's called. What is that map called? Dead Eye Canyon Oasis? So it must be like oh, a greenified okay. version of that desert level. Right, yeah. So I don't know what the overall theme is. <laughs> if there even is one. Or whether they're just like... <laughs> it's just a stuff map. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've played some of that and and finally got slightly out of Lemon Town. <laughs> Marginally. <laughs> just a little bit. So I mean that will help me hopefully get the get the get the ten wing ten wins at the rank at the champion rank and then I'll not not have to care about that. Not like that ever is really the problem of the Rocket League grind. <laughs> so is that uh and I, I mean I guess like I, I, I'm not missing it. I, like it has to be said, like I'm not really missing Rocket League. Like maybe it hasn't been long enough. Yeah, maybe. But... Maybe there'll be a time. <laughs> Yeah, I've broken the habit. Yes. I mean, I haven't been playing it virtually at all. It was surprising that I made it to the end of I mean, the season, yeah, really. Yeah, virtually at all, and yet you still got to the end of the season, something I used to struggle with. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty close this time. Like, I actually had to deliberately look at the pass and see how much more I had to do, and mm. be like, oh, I do actually need to play this a little bit intentionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't get the drop the drops because Oh, what the the special the the free yeah the free extras extra things because I was just like oh, I'm not gonna I can't be asked to play twenty games of casual so that one's off the table <laughs> <laughs> and that that was pretty much it is like that's the problem with that free the rocket it's not really the rocket pass is it it's just the is it related to the rocket pass I guess it's I mean, in that yeah, menu you needed to get. Wait, you need three. You need to get all, uh, all but three. Usually, something of the of, of the, the three, of the three tier, cha- tier challenges. Yeah, yeah. Over the course of the pass, but then there's, there's, every time it's always like, well, there's the playing the tournament one, which I can't be bothered with. Oh yeah, I never do that. And then there's like play twenty matches in casual. Can't be fucking with that. Mm. That's far too many. I'd do that if it wasn't like 20. <laughs> and then there's like playing three rounds in extra modes. I could have done that, but I just didn't. Oh, because fine. I knew I wasn't going to get the three? other ones. Yeah. Just three? And you, well, didn't, like, you didn't play any hockey? I was going to if I had a, if that was, if I wasn't going to miss out on this anyway, because I wasn't doing mm. the other ones. Like that's, that's an easy one I could have just gotten done. Yeah. And then there's like... You didn't play any, over that entire time, no, no drops up. Well, it was, it's the, the last segment. It was the last of the four. Oh, so it had to be in the last month. Yes, it, it only or just appeared or whatever okay. in this last segment. And then there was also this season. There was also one for like play some number of g- competitive duels. And I was like, oh, I don't play rugby one v one. No, that's that's kind of that sucks. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> that's where the bots are probably. <laughs> probably. I don't know what the bot situation is. I haven't heard anything about it since that server patch that temporarily broke everything. Right, the bot again. And- yeah, haven't heard anything about bots really since then. So maybe that maybe it worked. <laughs> Maybe the bots were eliminated. Hmm. Maybe. Um, yeah, I haven't really played anything new or anything that interesting in the games we haven't played. Like, I mean, I mentioned Minecraft again. That had still been happening a bit more. That's just continuing to be Minecraft. And then the weird mic fuck ups, weird Discord problems. And I played some more Captain of Industry, but that's. I finally started getting over the big hurdle of the microchip age. It's just like I can, I'm just going to try and build all of these parts that I need simultaneously, and the microchips are like, like annoyingly realistic. Where it's like you have the chip maker machine and like the silicon thing, which makes the silicon wafers. That's fine. Like you just put the silicon in, and it makes the silicon wafers. But then in the microchip machine, it has like a three-step process of building up the chips, where it's like. I forget which order it's in. It's like first it's like plastic, copper, and water, then it's like acid, and then it's like gold. But then you do that like three times. So you do like it's like a nine-step process where you have to build up the chips in like multi-layers before it actually comes out as chips. And so you either have to build a ridiculously huge number of buildings, or you have to like loop the thing back in. So like it outputs it does the first step and then it outputs that and then it, you loop the belt back into it and then it reuses that thing for the next step. Weird. So you have to filter the belt output to like only output finished microchips and all the other stuff just gets shunted back in. Mm. Which is, I mean, that means you can do it with one building, but that also means it's insanely slow. <laughs> right, yeah. Because this one building is doing nine buildings worth of work, essentially. Mm. 
But then you can't really actually afford to make nine copies of that building because at this point, this is where you're starting, your buildings are starting to use cloud computing power, which is like an actual resource <laughs> you uh, have. Okay. It's teraflops is the actual resource. <laughs> but you have to build like a data center and then like put server racks in it. And then that determines how many teraflops you, you have available across the whole island. Oh, wow. To power all these fancy buildings. Which at the moment means that basically I can't even afford to like run enough to run all the buildings I actually have. Like basically the silicon, the wafer maker uses some, the microchip machine uses some, and then the research labs uses like a bunch. And I've only got one of my research labs upgraded to this stage as well. But that one research lab uses like 12 teraflops by itself. And then these other two buildings are four. But I only have like 16. So if, if all the buildings turn on at the same time, then like the research lab shuts off to just to prioritize making the ships. Because hmm. they can't all run at the same time because I just don't have enough servers to run that much. Teraflops are we at now? And GPUs now, is it like... I mean, no, like, I I mean, like some last... like some like incredibly high number already, like twenty yeah. or something. Really? Wow! I remember the last time I that was, that was like an old school E3. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. relatively new old. It was when they were talking E3. about the Series X, wasn't it, or something? Or like yeah. the consoles they were talking about, talking about the teraflops. Yep. But yeah, that's the point where because the trouble is, so the big the big problem with, that was preventing me from making this step with the microchips is that like. It's not just that you have to build a lot of buildings. It's that everything is like linked into itself. So like in order to run the microchip machine to make the microchips, you need the teraflops. So you need the data center, but then the data center needs like tier three maintenance, which uses microchips. So in order to make the microchips, you have to have microchips in order to run the machine that allows you to power the machine that runs the microchips. So the only way you can do that is that, I mean, obviously they thought of this is like when you're exploring the map, you find a small amount of microchips before this stage of the game. Right. So you have like this basically time limit almost to get everything up and running. Or you can, you can technically like, do a really expensive trade with one of the neighboring mm. cities or whatever to like trade gold for microchips but obviously that's way less resource efficient than using your gold to make the microchips yourself indeed yeah <laughs> but yeah you do have to just have everything up and running simultaneously essentially at this point so yeah i did that but then i'm not now i'm basically my only goal was to get enough teraflops to run this one lab so i can basically finish the tech tree so I'll, my plan at the moment is to just finish all the research and then i can basically disassemble all the labs because that that's all done get rid of all of that free up those t 12 teraflops and all the extra other resources that are being put into the labs so for reference an xbox series x is apparently approximately 12 teraflops <laughs> so this whole uh, lab is running off one xbox one xbox it would be cheaper for them just to buy that than to, to run a cloud lab surely probably i mean the data centers are cheap to run surprise in terms of like power even okay. <laughs> like the amount of electricity you use is probably not realistic you do have to fill, put in like cooled water you have to cool them yeah. yeah you have like but even that's like super cheap relatively speaking you just like stick a cooler building next to it and just pipe the cooled water in which is maybe like one of those situations where it's like realistic but in t game terms you're making this very specific resource that only has this one use mm. like this cooled water doesn't yeah, get used yeah. in any other place apart from the data centers so it might as well not even be a separate building yeah but yeah I, I, i'm trying to get to the end of the tech tree 
also because because I've looked ahead on the tech tree, like the the tier two solar panels are are not a direct upgrade from the tier one solar panels, which is really annoying because it's like yeah. I've already built a fairly large solar field, and then all those resources are basically going to go to waste when I want to upgrade them to tier two because you can't. If I were to disassemble those old solar panels, you get like 90% of the parts back. So I'd get like 90% of the solar cells back. Sure. But solar cell one does not upgrade into solar cell two. Uh, it's a completely I different see. item. I see. Different tech. Yeah. You don't disassemble them into the raw material. No. Enough. I think you can. Can you disassemble the cells or? No. I think you maybe can trade away solar cell ones to one of the other towns. So I might still be able oh, to I get see. some value out of those. Okay possibly but i'm still i'm with this with this all going on i'm still in this situation where like i'm waiting for landfill to finish so i can build this nuclear power plant because i just that's the other thing that i'm really waiting for like i'm trying i'd like to build all these new fancy buildings that probably are going to use a whole shit ton of power like making silicon just uses a ton of power the arc furnace so that's why I'm still only sporadically making these chips in like a little trickle or whatever because it's actually the power consumption that's the problem right which is then why i built this whole solar field of the original solar panels because i was like oh, i can save on oil by offsetting some of the power used by just putting up solar panels using the silicon i'm making but now i'm like it's going to be too much if i try to run all of this at once so i need to and also my like one of my oil fields is relatively close to running out as well because oil is definitely an actually limited resource interesting one of my offshore oil fields, I should say. Right. Like the actually, both the original oil fields on my island still exist. I haven't actually used them. They're like my emergency reserve oil mm. <laughs> in case something real bad happens and like my cargo ships can't get staffed or something. I have my backup oil because okay. basically my whole power grid runs off this one oil plant, and if that goes down, everything's going to go to shit real quick. <laughs> basically, the game's trying to teach you to invest in green. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the solar panels are basically free. I mean, they have a maintenance cost, of course, because everything does. But it's actually real low. You wouldn't have, <laughs> like, compared to the number of solar panels I've built, the actual maintenance cost is minuscule. So I'm like, oh, yeah. At the time when I first got those, I was like, oh, yeah, that's an obvious plan. Just build. It co- it's quite expensive in terms of making the silicon to make the solar cells. And quartz is a limited resource as well, I guess, but not nearly as close to running out as oil is on my map. But yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I will invest in some solar panels, but then I still, I just need to get this nuclear thing up and running. And then when that's done, hopefully I'll, it will also free up a bunch of extra people because I think it's, I haven't counted it out to be like how many workers are running all the buildings that are in my oil power plant versus how many people am I going to need to run the nuclear version? I see, right. I think it's going to be a saving in that front as well. And then also running this nuclear power plant is going to like, so the oil, the oil processing makes fertilizer as a secondary output, basically like the sulfurous outputs of the oil distillation get converted into fertilizer. And then that goes into my farms. So when I shut down that power plant, I might have a problem with fertilizer. (laughs) But then the nuclear one, as far as I can tell, because I haven't, I've only looked at it through like the tooltips of the ghosts of the buildings, not actually running it yet. But I believe 
you can't really it has to run at a certain output rather than rather than you know fully manipulating the control like the it can only output five megawatts worth of steam or 10 megawatts worth of steam or 50 megawatts worth of steam it's not like a sliding scale like the like the oil boilers are because the boilers just output steam until the pipes full <laughs> whereas in the nuclear power plant you need to output that steam or it overheats gotcha. yeah and so with that, I'm pretty sure you can just use all that, any excess steam to basically just make free water by running it through a desalinization plant and then getting a bunch of extra water that way. And then that will be a water saving for all my other stuff. Can the steam generated by the nuclear power then be fed into a steam turbine to generate more power? Well, yes, because that's kind of the point. Yeah. It, the, the power plant doesn't actually make the power. It makes steam. It just makes steam. And then yeah. the steam goes into the turbines and then there's like a second layer of turbines. Right, so the game, like, the game actually splits it up yes, to that level. You'll be using the same turbines as in the oil plant. I see. Just attached to the, ste- to the steam output of the nuclear plant instead. Gotcha. And then there's like, you run the high temperature steam through one set of turbines, then there's a different type of turbine for low temperature steam. Combined cycle, right? Yeah. And then you get the depleted steam that you can then use in like vacuum desalinization to extract a little bit of extra water. Depleted but steam. do you have to have a giant cooling tower to recover the water from the depleted steam? Or- like if a real you, power yes, plant. you can do that. Or, right. But that's why that's what I'm thinking about now is because like depleted steam, you usually run through the cooling tower and get a certain percentage of the water back and then loop it back into the system. But then late in the tech tree, you unlock vacuum desalination where you can use depleted steam to de- to desalinate seawater and you actually end up with more water rather than less. Ah, okay. When you're by the sea. Right? Yeah. Yeah. As yeah, this okay. whole island is. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Help me out a little bit here. Why? Why depleted steam? It's like, basically like, just cold, like cold not, steam. Much, not much energy left in. Okay, it. so it's it's, it's just about still steam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't fully extract the energy from the steam. I mean, you can do it as much as you can, but right? yes. It's basically that's why this is vacuum desalination, I guess, because it's like this is when it condenses, mm. so it can pull some extra water out of the brine or whatever. Makes sense. I mean, that might take a lot more people so i might not actually benefit in terms of labor force from deleting the oil power plant but you get a shit ton of water and my farms are kind of needing a lot more water i've i'm definitely at the point where it's (laughs) again this is just me being being an inconvenience for myself where it's just like my town is over here and it's got this nice line of farms that are supplying basically all the food except for a couple of other farms on the other side of the island (coughs) And those farms are pulling about as much water as the current system can handle. Like it pulls, it pulls groundwater and rainwater, and then there's a desalination plant in case that's not enough. And then there's a bunch more rainwater tanks on this other hill. And so the town and those farms are pulling about as much water as I can possibly manage at the moment. Yeah. And I just don't want to expand that. So I was like, I want to get this goddamn nuclear power plant done. And also, like, I also want to build more farms because having more farms allows you to essentially collect rainwater, essentially, because the farms collect rainwater naturally themselves. And then when that runs out, then they start using the piped water, which can also come from rain collectors, but they're different, so they take up more space. Right. So I'm like, I want to build more farms, but unfortunately there's this goddamn copper mine in the way. <laughs> so I need to mine all this copper out. <laughs> so I've started basically putting the 
this, I've finally given up on doing it realistically and just said, I'm just going to build a huge pile of storage silos and just mine <laughs> right. the copper out into silos. And just leave it there. And just put it to the side okay. to free up the space. That. I mean, no, not really, but yeah. <laughs> It's 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 that's that's where like gameplay comes in, where it's just like you could dig up the copper and physically dump it into the world, like as a pile, but it's more space efficient to put it into these silos because the of magic, silos. right? Yeah, because <laughs> magic, yeah. <laughs> which is annoying. Because they're silos of holding, I think. Yeah, right. Imagine they're taller than they look. Well, they look fucking pretty tall. If you look at these things in the game and then like try and look at the scale compared to a person like driving the trucks or whatever, these are fucking gigantic ass silos that are somehow full of like rock. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the weird part. Yeah, that's that's still the situation with that. I'm not sure. I really don't know if I need to continue playing that for at this point. I mean, I'd like to finish a bit. Also, you know. The game's not running so good any longer, as is mm. always the case with these games. Yeah. You reach a certain point of the simulation, you need to upgrade. And it's doing too much stuff. Yeah, you need more cores. Yep. Yeah, get you a monster. Monster. Get a Threadripper. The <laughs> ultimate factory process. I mean, that is what you need, probably. Assuming, assuming it's compatible with that kind of calculation or whatever. Mm. Yeah, massively parallel. Yeah, I think it would be. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, parallelization is always the problem with games, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Well, yeah. And other programs. Yeah. All programs, in fact. Very much. And that's more or less all I've done. Not Like, nothing new, nothing even particularly interesting <laughs> about the old games. I feel like this has been another one of those two weeks where I feel like I've done more than I have. Where I was oh, like, yeah. what did I do this week? I don't remember. But just, apparently not as much as I thought. I just watched some videos and yep. I captained some industry and I mined... Mined some copper and stuck it in some silos. Yep. You mined some bismore. Yep. <laughs> Went into the, rock, into the dergs. Bismore. Right. Well, we're coming out to time here. Yep. Getting there? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, I talked about so much stuff. retro nonsense this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Play that wipeout. Woo. What have we got coming up uh, video-wise? Uh, there's another... <laughs> uh, oh, God. Sonic <laughs> Lost World. There's another, up. there's another Sonic Lost World video I haven't worked on yet. Um, <laughs> like... So that, that'll arrive when it arrives. <laughs> Come <laughs> for the... What the... For the mediocre Sonic game. Stay for the... What the hell is this? Weird, like... Uh, Rubik's uh, Cube. Rubik's Cube thing. <laughs> I got at the end. Yeah, say no more. Yeah. Enjoy Come that. for confusion, stay for confusion. Stay for confusion, yeah. <laughs> but we had a good time kind of it was pretty taking funny. the mic out of it. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah. It's in its own... Check that out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Can't, not every series can be a hit. <laughs> it's got to be the occasional, occasional fun dud. So check that out on our YouTube channel, Happy Salad. And uh, we'll be back with another sidecast, just like this one, in a couple of weeks. So we'll catch you then, listeners. Would it be just like this one? Some, <laughs> you know, are our podcasts ever that different? I mean, they're not. They don't contain the same words. <laughs> so it's not going it? to be any E3s or anything for the. Well, no. Well, maybe not. I mean, technically, E3 is still happening this year, but like, it's not got Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo at it. So, yes, but not not in like next podcast, and like no big games are coming out imminently. No, and I guess everyone's done the direct now. Yeah, right. We've had everyone's ex- done with their videos for a few months. Yeah. Well, they got something else to talk about. More words coming your way. Woo! Next time. Catch you then. Goodbye. <laughs>